Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly. 2,000 years ago, his words came to pass. AD 70, Jerusalem surrounded by armies. The temple destroyed. Sacrifices ceased. The end of the age. So where are we at on the prophetic timeline of history? Jesus said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And that we have been made kings and priests to reign here on earth. The Revelation Red Pill, the kingdom of God is now. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Revelation Red Pill Wednesday. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. We've got a very dear brother in the house, Corey Gray. Hooray. What is up? It's been a whole month. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. I am. Uh, I've been running around doing all kinds of stuff with the farm, and yeah, I'm sitting on some stuff that I think the the world is ready for. What do you want? Do you want to share anything? You want to share? You with got the any class? secrets you want to share with the rest of the class, Corey Gray? So. Uh, well, I'm doing like 15 projects and running around. I'm glad I got a motorcycle because that helps. Um, basically, we are planting corn, sorghum, a different type of grass called Mombasa. Okay. And we have birds that are trying to eat it. So I'm hunting birds and scarecrows aren't working. So I killed a crow and I hung it up and that worked. So wait, 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 wait. So you, yeah. <laughs> you killed a crow. And hung yes. it up as like a look at him. I, yeah, I hung it by its feet on a stick with a flag, and it worked. So if you really want to scare crows, that works. I know I did it. In, we had people out. over and stuff, and I I was like one got too close. I'm like I'm sorry guys, please forgive me. Bang. <laughs> and uh, the, yeah, I had to do it though because they you know they literally you wait see. till the corn comes up. And then they grab the kernel and try to eat it right in your face. So. Really? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's oh. crazy. So I guess I've been hunting crows. That sounds like a, there's a something spiritually significant there, Corey. Maybe. Okay, so you've been hunting crow. You have 15 projects going. What is, what's your, like, right now, like, today you were like, I'm on the farm. What's your biggest thing that you're working on right now besides the hunting of crow? Okay, so we were just redoing the whole water system hmm. at the farm. And wow. uh, so, well, it was basically just the, the pump and trying to get that fixed and find out the problem with the pump. And it wasn't working, so I had a backup pump, so I put well, that in. well water you're talking about, Corey? Uh-huh, yeah. So your pump for your well. If you have a pump and a tank and, um, yeah, it was... A big deal because I couldn't figure out the problem because I put my new pump in and it turned out to be a simple thing that I'm kind of embarrassed about. But <laughs> we so, all have yeah. those things. Well, well, what was it? The plug got corroded and so okay. it was barely passing the current. The, the current through there. So it was like a little pulse. So I thought it was the generator. So I brought another generator out. Then we thought it was the pump. And turns out there was corrosion in the plug. So start with the first things. Is, okay. Is what no, like, honestly, the, that's that's where I go for, like, advice, like, online. Like, okay, somebody tell me all the things you did. I know. And Wrong. then, you know, tell me what yeah, Troubleshoot your plugs first before you pull okay. a hundred and something 
foot tube out of the ground with a pump on it. Oh my gosh, you You're didn't. You're me out right now. You pulled out a hundred and some odd foot tube out? Yeah, and my back's not feeling the best for a few days. So oh dear. yeah, we have one and a half inch tube on the pump and it's full of water. It was Sunday. We're having company out. And uh, I had a, both my workers came, but still that thing was heavy. But it's working now. Oh yeah, brand new pump, brand new generator, flowing good. So we're and I didn't need a new new pump. It still works, but now we got a new one in there anyways. Okay. So maybe you did for the future, and God knew better than you. That's how I justified it in my mind too. So you know what people always say? They joke like "live in the dream." We should change that to "live in the kingdom." <laughs> that literally had everyone waiting on me for water. Like I show up, no water. All the animals. I'm like. Everyone get a bucket, you know what I'm saying? And so it was intense. It was fun, though. It was good. Okay. And so I'll I... tell you the last thing. I'll tell you the last thing. So I hooked the wires, like, go way down, and they were put on some sort of way. And then the plug got put on some sort of way, and I had to put on a new plug, right? And it wasn't working. I'm like, okay, Lord. And I go, wait, Holy Spirit, what do I do? Yes. He said, blue, blue to black. And I'm like, it, you didn't. it's not that easy, is so it? First of all, that is very helpful. I'm not sure I have the kind of faith to do that to a bomb. You know what I know. Saying, Corey Gray? And they call them bombas, actually, in Spanish, which is... But anyways, he goes blue to black, and I'm like, well, all right, blue to black. Started running. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Praise I God. Know. Yeah, so that was good. Okay, so... And then we got churches tomorrow, the 15th, right? 15 churches meeting up in our church, pastors preaching some so sort of event. Okay, oh, that's awesome. So most of our viewers are very familiar with you, but we do have a new group on Facebook because our Facebook keeps exploding, praise God. Um, but for, for those that don't know who you are, briefly, you live in Nicaragua. Yeah. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Um, so I'm from Missouri, came here on a mission trip to build some cities build uh, little houses in cities, and then we give them to the people. And I met my wife. She was my translator. And we were building a church, actually, and houses and visiting a halfway house. And I uh, saw a big miracle. I was praying for healings a lot in that time, and it was kind of a, a normal thing to see miracles in the supernatural. And I cast a demon out of somebody and she was translating as a demon got cast out and a broken leg got healed. Same guy. And the power got hit and he starts crying. We all start crying. And I, later on, I started talking to her and she ended up, you know, God said, that's your wife. And so I, I was going to move her to America, but ended up saying, God, you want me to move to Nicaragua? And Holy Ghost hit me. I knew I was supposed to be here. So I have almost 10 years here. Um, we've I built a church, helped build another church, and you know, kind of like administrate those now. And there's pastors in charge. I run a farm now. Um, I have a marketing business. My wife does soap business. She's graduating law school this year, and so we're also pivoting in that position for her law firm that we'll be starting. Um, but basically, we're just moving forward to, uh, we believe in taking over the world for Jesus. So everything that we do involves moving the kingdom of God forward, getting God's people in position 
in the high places, not just talking about it. Ooh, that's good. Okay, so let's, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, on Wednesdays, uh, we do this thing called Revelation Red Pill. And Michelle, do you want to tell everybody what it is? What is it? It is Wednesday. Maybe, no, maybe Corey wants to tell everybody what it is. Corey, what do we do on Wednesdays? So you deep dive into the stuff that people are afraid to talk about, <laughs> and we talk about it. And then we beat it up until you are convinced completely and no one can ever contradict you again. What are some of those things? What are some of those controversial things that you're not supposed to talk about? <laughs> you're not supposed to talk about the rapture. There's mm. a demon that will come out that'll go, Rapture! I think the demon's <laughs> name is Rapture. You're not supposed to talk about judgment of God already happened um let's see i mean there's some ones we're about to talk about the tribulation you're not, to... you're not allowed to say the tribulation happened already yeah yeah matthew 24 it has to be future it mm -hmm. didn't already happen it's oh yeah and you're not supposed to say it's it's not the end of the world right that god so loves the world he's gonna restore it oh come on not destroy it amen so oh and you're not supposed to say you're not supposed to say that you have a responsibility in that. Come on. God's in control of everything, Corey. We just so, sit back and do nothing. That's um, sarcasm. We started yep. about two or three years ago. Um, I think it was 2020. So it was about, it was 20, it was three years ago. I started to see on my Facebook timeline, just a tremendous amount of people saying that Jesus was going to come back and the world had to get worse and worse and don't pray for it to get better. And things are, you know, get ready guys. It's the mark of the beast and, and let's hunker down. There's, you know, not much we can do, but ride it out and hope Jesus raptures us out. And I said to myself, well, I gotta, I gotta do something about this. And I had a really good friend, um, Serge DeRosa. A lot of you guys know who he is. We were going back and forth. And he's like, you got to do a series on this. Um, we have to put this out there because what we had discovered and what I've kind of already known is that Revel Revelation is the revealing of Jesus Christ. Number one. Okay. Number two, Matthew 24, Luke 21, and Mark 13. They're called, also known as the Olivet Discourse. They're called the Olivet Discourse, where Jesus talks about what's going to happen during this great tribulation. And one of those things that he says is that all these things will come upon, he says, this generation. And many people actually read it as this generation. Meaning as the like, one they're living in, not the one Jesus was the living cognitive in. cognitive dissidents. No, when Jesus said this generation, he meant that generation. If, if, if Thomas Jefferson had said, we're going to create a new country in this generation, it's not going to be now. <laughs> it's going to be in his generation. And he said, not one stone be left upon um, another. And he was referring to the temple, the, no. the temple that had been um, kind not of... Not one stone here, and he was in Jerusalem. And he's yeah, in Jerusalem. the temple. And so in AD 70, within that, a generation, literally 40 years from the death and resurrection of Christ, which was a generation. So this prophecy was fulfilled to the T. Yep. And, and he even it, waited till the end, too, because God is so loving. He gave a very long amount of time before that judgment. Yep. And what happened? Jerusalem was destroyed and the temple was destroyed. And it's never been rebuilt. I don't know if you guys know this. But the Jewish people do not hold sacrifices anymore. Yeah. Jesus, and, and this, is a, this is a discussion to have. This is not anti-Semitism. This is pro-Semitism. This is pro 
Israel, okay? I'm a Jew. They all know that who is a Jew, but Jew one inwardly. Um, yep. <laughs> circumcision is not of the flesh, but of the heart. Christianity spread because Jesus came to fulfill all the law and the prophets. Does that mean that all prophecy is fulfilled? No. Well, we're going to discuss this tonight. So I wanted to give you guys a little, if, you, if you're just joining us, you're going to probably need to go back to episode one. one okay. Episode and at one. least watch the first few episodes because you're going to need to pick, pick you're going to need a lot uh, to catch up. I, there you, I'd have to do like five episodes to catch you up to where we are today. So this episode is like advanced uh, Revelation Red Pill, advanced kingdom. So if you guys have been through at least a few of the episodes, I think that you are ready to join us tonight. Actually, I think anybody that's a Christian is ready to join us tonight because what we're going to talk about, um, these pitfalls that, that, that Leah has mentioned that are surrounding what we call the kingdom message. Yeah. They apply to pretty any Christian can slip mm -hmm. into this, by the way. Yeah. And so it's going to be good for everyone. You don't have to have watched all the Revelation Red Pills or even a, even one of them up until tonight. I just can guarantee you after tonight, you're going to want to go back and watch them. So, guys, if you've been watching us for a while, you guys still have a lot of questions. You know, what about the resurrection? What about heaven and hell? Um, you know, Satan is defeated. So do we do, do we deal with demons? If God judged Israel and judged therefore the world as well in 8070, does God still judge? Is judgment over? And I want to give you guys a little inside baseball into eschatology. So there's different ways to look at the eschatology is a study of end times, the end, end of things. So there are different viewpoints and it is helpful to have kind of a name to that viewpoint so you can recognize the the framework where somebody is coming from. So the framework where somebody is coming from, mostly today, the Left Behind series, the Hal Lindsey's Late Great Planet Earth, the Scofield Reference Bible, the John Darbyism that started about the late 1800s to early 1900s is called premillennialism. Uh, dispensationalism and that God deals with the he deals with mankind through different dispensations and in dispen dispensationalism is actually separate from just premillennialism there are premillennials who believe and what is premillennial it means that the thousand year reign mentioned in revelation has not happened so it's pre that that that's not happened yet and Jesus will come back before a thousand year reign that's a premillennialist, okay? There's those are that's probably 85% of American evangelicals, not the world, mind you, because uh, Orthodox Christians don't necessarily hold to this. Even Catholic Church doesn't necessarily hold to a premillennial dispensationalism. Then there's a, then there's those who have the the rapture put in with the premillennialism. Not everybody believes in a rapture. In case you didn't know this, uh, a rapture is when people believe that. Uh, their bodies will be sucked out up. of this earth before a seven-year tribulation. There are mid-tribulation people who believe that there will be three and a half years of tribulation and then a rapture. And then there are post-tribulation believers who believe that you're going to go through seven years of tribulation, then Jesus is going to come back and set up a thousand-year reign. Now, then there are those who are called all-millennialists. They believe in more of a theoretical kind of... Um, millennial they don't believe in a literal thousand year reign but they they don't some of them believe that they, we are in the thousand year reign some of them believe that it has not happened yet 
and it's a little bit more uh, metaphorical. Then there are those who call who call themselves post-millennial. They believe that that Jesus is going to come back and finish all of the world basically after a thousand-year reign. And in that post-millennial kind of viewpoint is where we kind of jive with um, that particular viewpoint. And you're going to have these people named Ken Gentry. Um, uh, they're, they're the reformed kind of guys. Who's the other guy? Gary DeMar. Jeff Durbin. Jeff Durbin. Um, it is victorious now. A lot of those guys are setting up the kingdom of God now. I would say that the founding fathers and the pilgrims, they were called historicists. Uh, particularly the pilgrims would read Revelation. They saw certain, they thought that the thousand year um, like reign that they were kind of ushering in the new Jerusalem, that they were kind of getting to the end of the tribulation and, and they were ushering in the new Jerusalem. And in that, that was a victorious, we were called victorious eschatology, victorious study of the end times where whatever happens, Jesus is reigning and the kingdom of God is spreading. And wherever you have a victorious eschatology, um, and I don't particularly care how you get to the victory part, um, victorious eschatology is the kingdom of God is advancing today and forever and never going to retreat. The Holy Spirit's never getting sucked out of here. Okay. The devil never wins. The, the, Jesus's kingdom is constantly spreading. That's the eschatology of the founding fathers and the pilgrims. By and large, none of them were premillennialists. None of them were fear mongers. Uh, there was a little bit going around and Thomas Jefferson's daughter came to him and I think Jesus is going to come back and he's like, why don't you just live? Live your life like you're loving God. So in that, in the 1800s, there's a huge missionary movement and a huge expansion into Africa and other parts where we're sending missionaries because we're believing that we're spreading the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is advancing. And then in the 1800s, along comes John Darby. He brings uh, this dispensational idea. It was brand new. He brings this rapture idea, which is brand new. The rapture idea is about 100 years old. Um, well, I want to say it's about, and in America, it's only about a hundred years mm -hmm. old about, especially with the Schofield reference Bible. So, um, it's about 1910, basically it was, uh, 19. And they spread it with printed money around the world. There you go. They spread it through the Schofield reference Bible. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the Zionism that went along with that, because what happens with the, uh, Schofield reference Bible and dispensationalism is all the promises that you read in this Bible in the Old Testament are for Jewish people in the future. That's the, that's the way dispensationalism's view, dispensationalists view the Old Testament. And when we're calling in the kingdom, when we're calling in the kingdom promises now, and Jesus is saying the kingdom of God is now, and the blessings of Abraham are for you now, then we are claiming the promises in the Old Testament. We are, we are now the seed of Abraham, and Corey does a great job talking about that. Um, but when you have gotten to this other side and you are very excited and you're pressing forward on the kingdom and you recognize the devil has no power and no authority, Corey particularly has had a lot of friends who have been kingdom minded and spreading the kingdom and is, and, and he has found himself kind of a, a, on an Island alone where he is moving forward and then suddenly everybody kind of is dropping so you off. you called it a pitfall, which I love the visual of this because Corey can attest to this. It's almost like you're running a race and then there's literally a pit 
and then they trip and they fall in it. And Corey's like, I can get you out. And they're like, no, I like it down here. I think I'm going to set up a home in this case. So we're going to talk about that. And that the pitfalls that we're going to talk about are not for the pre-millennialist, the post-millennialist, the, 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 for those people. It's for those who fall into what's the word preterist, which means fulfilled. Things that have in the past that have been fulfilled. So if you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose from the dead, you're a preterist because that was something that happened in the past. Okay. And when we're talking eschatology, um, people put themselves into a partial preterist, meaning there are uh, some things in the, in the Bible, a lot of things in the Bible that have already been fulfilled, uh, but there's still prophecies that need to be fulfilled. And then there are full preterists and they believe that all prophetic words in the Bible have been fulfilled. And it's in that kind of vein where you're believing that everything in the Bible is already fulfilled, that you start to question things in the Bible. That's really good. No, and good you start point. to question scripture. And so what I've found is that people who go that route and say everything's fulfilled, they want a new doctrine. They want, they want new words. They want a new Bible. They want something new because it's almost as if they, 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 they view the, the New Testament as they view the Old Testament. They view the New Testament as something like they, they go so far in thinking that AD 70 was a pinnacle for, and, and a change of the guard for everything that they view the New Testament as old words, things that like we would almost Only as, applied to that generation yeah. prior to AD 70. From Jesus to AD 70, the New Testament is boxed into those 40 years. And I know for those of you that are like, I've never heard any of this before. This all sounds totally crazy. Just stick around because we are going to enlighten you a little bit. But for those of you that are 29 episodes in, this is going to start to make sense as Corey unpacks this for Yeah, us. because you, when you start to see some of the things like John talking I have about, to unpack all that. <laughs> You're no. going to unpack what you unpacked on Monday. <laughs> Monday, he did a really good job. What was the guy's name again from South Africa? Carlo Merrick. Merrick. In, yeah. Okay, Carlo Merrick. M e r r i c k. So good. Carlo. You, you guys went through some of these pitfalls and what you've yeah. seen. Uh, and so I know we're going to overlap some, but I know that you said um, you had more to bring, and that whole episode you didn't have you didn't have room to talk about everything. So there's a couple things that I'm gonna I want to talk about and mm -hmm. dive into. Um, and here are my thoughts: Does Satan exist? Do demons still exist? Mm -hmm. Um. Or is it just, are we just dealing with people's sinful nature? Because if you read Revelation and you think that Revelation is completely fulfilled, then, then you might think that all demons are locked up in the bottomless pit. Is there even a hell? Because it says hell is cast into the lake of fire. So do people even die and go to hell or do they only die and go to heaven? Do they that, sleep? That number one to me is the, the gateway. And Corey, you could confirm with me on this. I think that's the gateway of oneness and universalism and inclusionism because if hell is thrown in the lake of fire and there is no more hell, then when people die, there's nowhere for them to go but either just into nothingness or you everyone goes to heaven. Mm -hmm. Or a hotter lake of fire. Which is, yeah, that's kind of where we're all headed. Uh, I think I heard thinking. someone say that the other day. I don't, I liked it, but. 
And yeah, then the big right. one, um, judgment. So when we're talking, God, Jesus kept, Jesus came to bring salvation and judgment. And the judgment that began with the house of God and began in AD 70. And when I'm telling you guys that the great tribulation is over, you guys are all relieved and you're excited and you're happy. And so you think, so now that what happens is that people end up in the happy Jesus camp, alter mm. grace, everybody's saved, everybody's born a son of God. Everybody's just kind of a prodigal, ready to come back. God wants to just, you know, bring you in, and there's no more because no more God judgment. judged that generation. He will never judge anybody again. So those are some of the questions that I think that are going to come up as you guys go down this victorious path. And I want to, we, you know, Corey and I were talking about how we want to stop that before you get down that path. So I've given my kind of intro, and now. Uh, Corey, I don't know where, where did you first see, um, people kind of falling kind of more into almost like a cultish type teaching? Like what was the first impetus or, or first thing that you noticed that, wait a minute, we're not in Kansas anymore. We're not on the same yeah. page. Yeah. So I, you know, teach this victorious message, if you will. I just say the kingdom message, the message of Jesus, because, you know, he taught that the kingdom is like yeast, mm -hmm. that a woman puts in a measure of dough, it works all the way through. So thankfully, I didn't grow up in the church and I didn't hear about the A, B, C, D, E, F, G, L, G, B, T, Q, uh, you know, doctrine, end time theology is what it sounds like, which means we don't have it figured out. That's what I saw. Right. When I saw that, just to preface this. Um, so I didn't go through and learn any of that. I just read the Bible and saw that God's children were victorious. I got delivered of demons. I knew that the devil was judged. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I started preaching this and the rapture showed up. I dealt with all that. But once I started getting a group of people actually understood in the scriptures, I started an online church and we were doing preachings like every other day. There was around 400 people at that point that were, they had the kingdom message, right? And we were flowing. And two important things, or two actually, I mean, important learning experiences happened. One was I rebuked the false teachers and the people thought I was being mean because they couldn't tell what I was doing. And, and then number two, the false teacher, number one, the false teachers came in, right? So they came in, act, they, know, they know that 70 AD happened, right? This group of universalists, you know, we, they call themselves inclusionists when I first encountered them. And they wouldn't call, they didn't say that was their name or anything, but they would say things like, we are all included in Christ. Mm. Well, the grace of God has appeared unto <laughs> all. So they try to use little sneaky methods where the Bible does say the grace of God has appeared unto all men right. and God desires that all men should be saved. But just because the grace appeared to all men, they take another scripture and they say, well, as in Adam, all died. So in Christ, all shall be made alive. And so they say at, when Adam sinned, all became oh. sinners. So when, yeah, they do this. So they say when Christ come in, all were made righteous right at that time. Wow. So there's no more sin. Nobody's born into sin. We're all born righteous, you see. So they came in that way the first time, 
All right. And so they say everyone's included. And so it discredits the born again experience. Yeah. And it discredits um, evangelism, really, because what are you telling people? Like, repent, turn from darkness, believe in Jesus, be made a new creation. So really, they hang on those two scriptures. That's it. And then it gets them, the people confused who do not stay in their Bible. So what happened was this. Time went on. And it, if you read the book of Acts, you read, you know, you'll see the Holy Spirit came on them. They started speaking in tongues. They, I heard you, you know, receive Jesus. Did you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? No, we didn't even know there was such. Boom, shara they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, okay? So they wouldn't, they wouldn't, and I would challenge them because I was well-read. I mean, I was in prison reading the Bible 12 hours a day every day. So I, it was, I had nothing else to do. Work right. out, eat, and read the Bible. So I was immersed like a madman. And so I had all these questions and they're very smart, right? These people were studied up, but they had like it was like glitches in the matrix where they, they couldn't answer things and they would avoid things and i okay. could detect that and so i said all right so you're saying we're all included cool and and then i say well are you saying everyone's born again well all are included brother all included no are you saying everyone's born again then they said born again isn't actually in the bible i said well oh. actually the greek says it is so they'll tell you that Born again is in the Bible. Go huh. ahead and check John chapter one, one John chapter, the, the whole book of one John actually teaches about the born again experience. That's pretty much what that Bible or what that book teaches. So they start with that because they prey on people that aren't studied up. Okay. Right. So they get okay. the kingdom message. They're excited. They know the victory. And then they come in with these little things like, did you know born again isn't actually in the Bible? When it is, it says you must be born from heaven, born yeah. from above the Greek. Um, and then so they said, well, it's just an awakening. So they use these words, awakening. People already been saying they just need but to awakening awaken. Awakening isn't in the Bible. No. And no. Or aware. They say aware. Aware they, isn't in they the Bible They need either. to be aware. No, it's not in the Bible. But what happens, they came in with this stuff. And I said, look, are you saying everyone's already Saved. Yes, we, we, we're pretty much saying that. I say, okay, so are you saying everyone's already filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And they go, yes. I said, all right, I'm going to go after y'all. And so I did a, a video. I said, look, here's where all these people are wrong. And I called their, I actually, I'm not sure if I called their names out the first time, but I did eventually call their names out. There was three specific ones and they're still out there doing the same thing. Wow. Okay. Under a new name, oneness. And um, I'm not actually ashamed to, to call out two of their names. The other one, I don't know for sure if he's still doing it, but two of them I do know. And one of them stepped into it, who knows the kingdom message, mm -hmm. and told me he's too scared of principalities. So he backed into it. So he decided to start teaching ego, and we're all aware. We just need to be aware of it. So they, they back off of this stuff. So then, anyways, I called them out, and I, I proved where they're wrong. They mm -hmm. were doing the whole talk about Devil's just your ego. Okay. Um, it's just our thoughts. I call it all out, point it all out. And I so said, I have these a question, Corey. When yeah. you uh, were when they were talking about the devil being your ego, I'm going to kind of just uh, roll it back just a little bit for some people who may not understand. There are people who are saying we don't battle the devil, that there are no demons. Do they believe that there were demons and that now they're all 
in the lake of fire? So some of them actually just say that it's darkness. Okay. So they'll try to say that it's just darkness and people of ignorance. That's where these thoughts come in. And they say it's an ego, which never in the Bible it talk about, no word ego. about ego. And but so when they, you hear Do they believe ahead. that there were demons at one point? You can get them to kind of talk about it because they believe there's angels, right? And so you can kind of but get the them Bible to admit talks it. about demons. Like Jesus cast out demons. He spoke to them. I know. I know. And that's why they trick people. They don't read their Bible. And then okay. the way they get people to not acknowledge demons, number one, a lot of times people fall into this because they're scared of complete victory. They don't trust okay. all the way. So they back off a little bit. Then they come in and say, well, the devil's just this. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about the darkness or else it comes on you. So okay. they try to get them to subconsciously think that if you talk about demons, you're either a demon advocate, you're promoting the devil, or you're going to bring it on yourself. And they mm. that's one of the main things they used at me to get me to stop talking about the devil's judgment. Because okay. I always say the devil is judged, and we're supposed to cast him into the lake of fire. It's his time of torment. And so they okay. would come at me and say, Oh, you're just advocating the devil. And I would okay. question them. So you're saying there's no devils. Well, it's just ignorance. They don't want to say it because they're afraid of it. They, okay. they believe there's devils, but they're afraid of it. Okay, so but they so they think that when we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but rulers and principalities in high places, what, did, what do they say about that? Yeah, so that's, that's what they actually, that's the main point they back off of and don't want to deal with. And that's exactly what one of my good friends, I gave him like two years. I gave him about seven chances. He was in my office with me. He lives in Nicaragua, gringo, American, came to my office. I taught him for about four or five hours along with some other pastors. They all got it. They teach it. He started teaching it. Maybe he got attacked. I don't know what, but mm -hmm. he kept backing off and putting this weird mysticism, bringing in these weird mystical people, same group. Okay. That was from before, same group, three times. I've seen the same group do it. They came in and he said, Corey, because I asked him strongly, I said, look, you're a smart dude, very intelligent. I said, why do you keep backing off of the main thing? You know the kingdom message. Mm -hmm. Why? And I had to keep going after him. He said, Corey, I'm not where you're at. He mm -hmm. said, I'm, I'm afraid to deal with that level principalities and powers. And he's acting like they don't exist. They're egos. Wow. He's right. teaching their egos. Okay. His name's Daniel Oskopinski. I will call names. Daniel, come on, man. We're not dealing with egos. Yeah, come on, dude. We we already. It's like, man, he had it. He's a, that's what that's why I call the half anointed people. Okay, he had it. Really God good. trusted him with it, and he backed off on on it and started getting scared instead of trusting God. Okay. So when when you're talking to some of these people, do they believe? What do they believe about um, heaven and hell? What do they believe about hell particularly? Hell, God is a God of love. He would never create a place of eternal conscious torment where people are consciously tormented night and day. That's the wording they use. So okay. even the Jehovah's Witness, I was doing some searches to see what uh, material they have. And the Jehovah's Witness tried to actually say that hell isn't a physical place of eternal conscious torment. Maybe they did in the past. Maybe it got mm -hmm. politicized now. But their website now is denying hell. Um, and, and saying that, oh, the, the whole Lazarus and rich man story, that wasn't, that was just a parable and it conflicts itself okay. because, and so they, they try to say there's no hell. Yeah. Wow. That it's not a, that it's not a 
lake of fire. It was just a place near Jerusalem. So I have also noticed that um, you can you can go to a place of hyper grace, mm -hmm. where um, you are made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and there's nothing you can do that uh, could put you um, an enmity against God. Um, there's no, like God just always loves you. You are always righteous. You are always holy, and there's nothing you can do to be righteous or be holy. Correct. Well, and the, and the major thing about this belief of universalism, okay, the overall is universalism. We're all saved. We're all sons of God, okay? That's really what they're saying. So what that, and, and they go by the name universalist, the oneness, they say the oneness movement. They kind of stop that because I keep going. I go after them, guys. I'm not the Christian that sits on the side and lets demons bring doctrines. I do live videos and I'll post mm -hmm. it on their stuff and, expose it and people know me they know I'm, I'm literally manifesting stuff and i tell them look at their lives look at their fruits they're divorcing mm -hmm. everybody they're sick all the time they're mm -hmm. begging for money on every single broadcast like where's their fruit mm -hmm. and so they call themselves oneness inclusionist universalist and basically what that means is see no evil hear no evil speak no evil there's no evil so they don't care about dealing with pedophiles they don't care about saving the kids. These people who are committing these heinous acts, oh, it's because of darkness in their mind. They just need to receive the truth that's implanted in them already, like and awaken mm -hmm. to their true self, who they were before they came to the earth. So they say, they try to sound super mystical, man. I know mm -hmm. their, their teachings better than they do. And so they allure people just the way the serpent did in the garden by this, hey, you want some extra wisdom and secret knowledge that we've learned god is actually a frequency and we are too and we can blah 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 mm -hmm. so anyways no that's that's really good so let's hit a few of these um if we could um let's start with um what does the bible say about hell um yeah. is yeah. hell actually a place does it um is is hell gone because let's let's you know what let's go to if let's go to revelation where it talks about uh is it 19 or 20 20 revelation 20 talks about it okay so when we're when if we're saying that everything's fulfilled if we're saying that uh, we're now in the new jerusalem and we're either in the thousand year reign we're during you know i kind of i land in that particular uh bead um, but um, after uh, Revelation uh, 27, um, Michelle, you want to read that? Verse 7. Uh, and when the thousand years are completed, Satan will be released from his place of confinement, and he will go forth to deceive and seduce and lead astray the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to muster them for war. Their number is like the sand of the sea. Keep it to 10. Yeah. And they swarmed up over the broad plain of the earth and encircled the fortress or camp of God's people, the saints, and the beloved city. But fire descended from heaven and consumed them. Then the devil who had led them astray, deceiving and seducing them, was hurled into the fiery lake of burning brimstone, where the beast and false prophet were. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever through the ages okay. of the ages. Then go ahead and read um, the rest of the chapter. We'll put this in perspective. 
Then when I saw a great white throne and the one who was seated upon it, from whose presence and from the sight of whose face earth and sky fled away, and no place was found for them, I also saw the dead, great and small. They stood before the throne, and books were opened. Then another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged and sentenced by what they had done, and their whole way of feeling and acting, their aims and endeavors, in, in accordance with what was recorded in the books. And the sea delivered up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades, and the state of death or disembodied existence, surrendered the dead in them, and all were tried, and their cases determined by what they had done according to their motives, aims, and works. Then death and Hades, the state of death or disembodied existence, were thrown into the lake of fire. There is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found recorded in the book of life, he was hurled into the lake of fire. So this is regardless of if you believe that there is um, a final, 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 final judgment or not. Um, I particularly think that this was a the, the starting of all judgment and that uh, the way I see it, and I could, listen, when it comes to some of these things, I could be wrong, but the way that I believe this makes the most sense and kind of melds with my spirit was that before Jesus, um, nobody went to heaven. Even David says, my soul goes down into Sheol. There was a resting place, and there's not a lot of scriptures on this. I know Corey's, uh, you know, will tell you to read the book of Enoch. There probably is a little bit more in the book of Enoch on this. Um, but there's not a lot and Greek actually Greek mythology explains these different chambers and it's I know that that's a weird thing to say on a Bible teaching but the the thing is Jesus used the word Hades mm -hmm. which was out of what we call Greek mythology mm -hmm. so keep keep going and then I'll, yeah so people uh, slept people it, it was like a sleeping it was a rest God no. told Daniel you're gonna go sleep until the last day comes and the Messiah. So Daniel was going to sleep until the Messiah came. Yeah. Well, the Messiah has come. So we do know that um, it was prophesied that the graves would open up. And we do know that the New Testament and the Gospels talks about the graves opening up. And Jesus talks about separating the wheat from the chaff. He talks about separating from the sheep and the goats. What Jesus is talking about is he's talking about separating the true Israel from the fake Israel. And when Jesus says judgment must begin at the house of God, what he means is that judgment day is, is, has begun. Now, we all are going to have a judgment day, which means when you die, okay, you're either going to the lake of fire or you're going to go to eternal uh, eternity with Jesus and whether you, I don't care what you call it. Okay. I don't, you know, people have different words for different things in different, uh, languages. Hell is one of these universal terms that everybody viscerally knows what it is. Okay. Yeah. You know what it is, whether you call it Hades, whether you call it Lake of Fire, whether you call it hell. My friend Jesse uses the term cellular a lot. Her son came to her the other day and he had some crickets that died. He had them in a box and he'd never seen this before, but he started like pounding on these drums and she's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm beating the drums to bring the crickets back to life. And then, so then she had to explain to her three-year-old that that's not, you know, things that are dead, stay dead, you know, minus Jesus raising them or, you know, a miracle or whatever. But she, she jokingly said, it almost feels like the beating of drums for death is cellular. And, and, and what that means is it is, we all know what it is. It's kind of like our baby chicks hatch out and they uh -huh. know to scratch and peck yeah. and all that. It's cellular. But hell is, I believe, a cellular thing. Yeah, that and we so all know. when you see Martha, Martha is crying. She's all upset. Her brother um, was dead. 
and Jesus is going to raise him up from the dead. And, and he says, he, he will, he will live again. And Jesus and Martha says, I know at the last day at the judgment, mm -hmm. he will rise again. He goes, yeah. I am the resurrection and the life. I mm -hmm. am. And that's one of my, that's one of the coolest scriptures for like a revelation red pill is he is the resurrection. Like when you die, you don't die. But the Israelites and the Jewish people understood that when they died, they slept and they had to wait. They had to wait to see, am I on team God or am I, you know what I mean? They had to wait for that judgment day. They knew there was going to be a judgment day. Daniel prophesied about it. Um, and so when I see this being this, this great white throne, this is Jesus. He says, okay, now is the time. So guess what guys? There has to have been a great white throne judgment okay. day. Huh? Listen, remember Matthew 25. That's what I've been trying to tell you. That, that's the same thing. It's the yes. same judgment because look, remember the separation left to right? Yeah. Those went into the lake of fire. The others into the kingdom, right, the right. eternal kingdom. So it says right here, look, it says anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life. Remember right. what Jesus said to his disciples, mm -hmm. uh, Luke 10. He said, rejoice not that the spirits are subject to you, mm -hmm. but that your names are written in heaven. And mm -hmm. do you remember that he said when he sent them around to preach, okay, that he sent them to all the towns. The gospel was yeah. to preach in all yeah. these cities, not the whole planet, the known world of that time around yeah. Israel. And then the end would come, the end right, of right, the right, temple right. system and the white throne judgment. Right. But listen, what happened was Jesus said, anyone, let me pull up so I say it right. He says, I tell you, it's NIV Luke 12, 8. I tell you, whoever publicly acknowledges me before others, the son of man yes. will also acknowledge yes. before the angels of God. So right. these people, right. you got to remember that this is in the context of soon yes. yes okay and we have to also realize that this is a a literal fire these people were separated some into the kingdom some into the lake of fire it says yeah. whose ever name anyone's whose name was not found in the book of life right. was thrown into the lake of fire so right. are we better than them mm. Did that stop? How come they got that and we get out scot-free? Mm. Well, see, those were the, they had a chance to receive. They went through the whole area. God gave everyone a chance to hear. Yeah. God gave everyone a chance to hear what his people are saying before he acted. Same with today in America. That's why I was yeah. saying it's like God gave everyone three whole years. It wasn't yeah. four now. Yeah. Of right in your face. Pick yeah. a side. Yeah. He always does that before he acts. Yeah, so judgment must begin with the house of God. And so this is really, really good news for you guys because if this judgment has not already begun and didn't begin when Jesus died and rose again, then we're all going to sleep uh, until this great right throne judgment. And we have friends, very good friends of yeah. ours, that actually believe that. So, and I, you know what, and I've said this before on the show, but I'll say it again because it was probably on like episode three or four. 
I respect that stance and here's why. It's consistent. Because it's consistent and mm -hmm. it keeps it all together. Right. But this um, modern end times theory is very scattered. They break things up, they piece it and put it together, right. but at least they understand that if the judgment hasn't happened yet, right? Right. Then everyone's then still everyone sleeping. Then everyone is still sleeping. But but modern end times theory that we've spent 28 episodes so debunking. A lot of those are your Hebrew roots. Um, your church, United Church of God and Christ, uh, people, Sabbath keepers, not all of them. I'm just letting you guys know this is kind of a, a little bit of a teaching as well of what they believe. Prior we to have, meeting our friends, I didn't even know that there was a theology that believed that so we still So when they're, they're Christians, they believe in Jesus, but they, when their family members die, they know that they're going to sleep Anything. and rise, rise again on the last day. Um, and then because they recognize that all of this is, all of this needs to fit together. Now, guys, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the saints, we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. A cloud of witnesses is above. They're not sleeping in paradise anymore. Jesus went and he he uh, preached captivity captive, and he gave gifts unto men. And when Jesus rose from the from the grave, he ascended. Up from the grave with all of those souls, the, the Daniels, the, the Samsons, the, all of those who had what? Righteousness by faith. So you know what I find really interesting? And I know that this isn't on really the topic of universalism and, and the point of this episode, but this does get us back to some Revelation Red Pill stuff that we haven't really addressed yet. And Corey, you know, when we talk about this to me that's really exciting and for me that revelation was the impetus of me being revelation red pilled i'm going wait a minute in my entire life no one has ever preached to me the gospel of the jews going from they're sleeping they're in abraham's bosom or you know what i mean and now they yep. have ascended into heaven they have become a part of the and kingdom have been of separated god like into heaven and hell that is not preached in churches but it is straight yep. up 100 irrefutable bible okay yep. it's total biblical it says nobody that... preaches it and you know why they don't preach it because they don't understand the judgment. Back in the back of their brains, they think to themselves, but wait a minute, I'm not really sure that that's actually happening because maybe the Jews really are asleep, but they don't really think that they're asleep, but they don't no, really No, hardly judgment, anyone believes that Matthew 25 happened or that this white throne judgment happened. Hardly anyone believes that. They can get 24, but very few people have gone Corey, on to figure out that 24, 23, 24, and 25 are connected. Well, let, here, wait, let me give you a scripture. But, but they think, they, they really all believe that the Jews are in heaven. Let me give you a scripture. But you don't get one without the other. Matthew, Matthew 12, 41. The men of Nineveh will stand at the judgment with what? This generation to condemn it. Not the whole world, not the future world. And this is what I would say to my fellow 80, 70 people. If you are using this generation for Matthew 24, you cannot, because it doesn't fit in your theology of no, of the great white throne judgment happening in the future, take Matthew 12, because it's not just Nineveh. It's the queen of Sheba. He says that she will rise. This, the whole world was judged. And, and so what happens is a lot of these people who get that, and there are people, the, you know, the, the people who are preterists, partial fool predators a lot of people get that the great right throne judgment has happened and then they Corey, they stop there and they say there's no more judgment there's no more judgment ever again because it happened once because they 
are terrified of judgment, aren't they, Corey? Yeah, because, you know, the hyper grace thing, everything, we're, everything is good under the sun. Like, so no, God is continually the judge. That's why Jesus yeah, is at the right hand interceding for us. Yeah. Where is he at the right hand of the judge's seat? Like, who, why does he intercede for us? Because he's still the judge. Come on. And so, so yeah, like, and Holy Spirit is the counselor. This is a legal system. It's a kingdom mm -hmm. system. He's a continual judge until earth looks like heaven. But like, I, I knew we would get into this direction and maybe we can in a little bit. I did write it. Um, there, there's probably a little bit more on, on the oneness, but the judgment is going to continually come until earth is one with heaven and heaven looks like earth heaven's coming back to the earth like mm -hmm. we're not our plan shouldn't be to get to heaven our plan should be get heaven to earth and get right. the quotable, quotable get hell the hell out of here yeah no that's so good and i know here's a scripture i know that confuses people so uh and goes kind of in the pre-millennialist camp and i get it they use this one second timothy 4 1 in the presence of god in christ jesus who will judge the living and the dead and in view of his appearing in his kingdom i give yeah. you this charge now that could be taken a few different ways in view of his appearing um that he already appeared or he's going to appear who will judge the living and the dead we know that he um that uh, jesus said that the lord has long patience yeah. the major judgment that that he was judging to judge between the righteous and the wicked happened in AD 70 okay he was he was ushering out his 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 final judgment separating the true jew from the from the false jew of that time of that era he said upon this generation will come all the blood uh, that you guys spilled from righteous abel uh, until jeremiah the son of berechiah who you slew in the temple which had happened hundreds of years before and he said you did it he said because you were of your father the devil and there was this spirit this antichrist spirit that had been you know woven in throughout the centuries of god's people who were anti-messiah anti-christ you know during jeremiah's age i would say there was anti-christ they were anti-messiah they were anti because jeremiah isaiah ezekiel well, all these guys were prophetic about the Messiah. Daniel, prophetic about the Messiah. They were messianic actual prophets, okay? And so all of those people that killed those prophets, they were killing those who were actually foretelling uh, the Messiah that would eventually come. And so when Jesus comes and he judges, he sets up the judgment. Now, I can't tell you when what's happening i don't know i personally don't know if the uh if, if everybody was judged when jesus rose from the dead it says it says that he led cap captivity captive it talks about in revelation that there's a first you know kind of he kind of brings the first ones up and then he judges everybody else okay and that seems to be that you know he brings when he's rising from the dead and this is my my only my conjecture you don't have to stake your salvation on this it seems that when jesus rose from the from the dead he's and he's ascending into heaven he's taken everybody with him and then in AD 70 he deals with everybody else um does it matter i don't think it really matters but what is really important to recognize is that there is a there there is a hell and there is an eternal hell and it's not it, 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 we don't just, unfortunately, guys, that's part, Corey, that's part of the gospel. That's what we're supposed to go and tell people. If you do not know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you will spend eternity 
separated from God. Separated from God. Yeah, and they want to bash the people that are standing on the corner doing that. But almost it's like the devil does that to mock people Mm -hmm. that are legitimately trying to warn people Mm -hmm. so that we don't actually talk about it. That's good. Right? Just like the tithe, how like people bash the devil wants people to not understand how the tithe is actually food to feed the the people. Right. So he gets the pastors to make it manipulate about money. Well, he's making everyone stay on the corner, look bad, talking about hell, which, yeah, that's probably not the best way to do it. But in reality, we have to realize there is a place of eternal fire for Mm -hmm. God's angels that fell. All right. He prayed for the devil and his angels, not for people. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, I always say, whose foot are you hanging on to? Right. If you bow down to a devil, do what do you think you're going to get? Do you think yeah. God wants you in heaven? I don't want you in heaven with me. Do you think God wants you to go up there and try to rebel like Satan did? Like I've, he doesn't take away our free will, by the way, yeah. when we get to heaven. So he's not just letting anyone in. Jesus right. said, only <laughs> why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Only he who does the will of the Father enters the kingdom of heaven. So it, that's why the road is wide that leads to destruction, narrow that leads to life. You can't get in halfway, half out. You got to be all the way in. This isn't a a, a joke, right? Either you give your full self or go to hell, I guess, if you want. (laughs) Right. And so going to to hell, uh, Matthew 25, um, and I'm just going to kind of skim over it. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. Is he seated on his throne? Yes. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats and he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Corey, are we not part of that kingdom now? Correct. Yeah. The kingdom came with Jesus. The king brought his kingdom. And it says, you know, he has given us the kingdom. So, yeah, it's already here. That already happened. That was that's what I'm saying. That was the judgment that took place as the ushering in of the new covenant. Those who actually believed and received gave the right to become children of God and inherit the kingdom. And the other ones, they didn't qualify. So he is really talking to this generation and he's letting them know that these things are going to happen. And it's a soon type thing Um, for Daniel. He said. Uh, you know, put these away. It, it's it's a long time in the future, he says, and that was only 500 years. We're now 2,000 years in the future. Jesus was not saying this is way into the future. And he says, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I, I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me, which is very interesting because you know what he doesn't say is you confessed my name. Yeah. He doesn't right. say you were born again. This is not a workspace salvation, but this is a showing that you know him. Well, in John, what did he say? In 1 John, he says, he who does what is righteous is righteous. He who does what is sinful is of the devil. This is how you know who is born of God, who is born of the devil. Yeah. So so, there is a separation. What you manifest, it's the nature of that you manifest the divine nature. I said this earlier, there's the divine nature and then there's the satanic nature. And it's a battle between those two. 
you know, but, yeah, go ahead it's with your... so interesting when you're breaking this down because then he says, then the righteous will say, of course, when did we feed you and when did we clothe you? And he says, when you did this for the least of these, you did it to me. Okay. He doesn't say here, the inheritance is for those who call upon Jesus, who are born again, who have salvation. Because Jesus said what? You, I know that you are my sheep when you do what? You obey my commandments. So you, we know that we are his when we are obeying what he said and then he, what he told us, taught us to do. And then he says to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed into eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry. You didn't feed me. And they'll say, when do we did? He says, when you didn't do it for the least of these and they will go yeah. into, and here's the key word, eternal punishment. But the righteous, and this is key to let us know this is fulfilled, into eternal life. So as Jesus came, he was he was actually judging. This particular judgment is very cool. This particular judgment was for Israel. What he's talking about right here is not the same kind of judgment that, that the rest of the world was, is actually going to go through the same kind of judgment. This was, he was judging based upon the righteous deeds and the righteous acts of those in the Old Testament who had faith and they showed their faith in Jesus Christ by righteousness. Again, what was, what, it, what was it? Abraham, his righteousness, his faith was accounted to him by righteousness. Go read Hebrews 12. Okay. <clears throat> go ahead. No, not now. Oh, okay. No, I'm telling people. everyone. That so, and then he says those, notes. they will go to eternal punishment and that's the beginning of the judgment. Okay. And so then you can go back to revelation and he says, uh, he talks about those who are judged and in, in the, in the great white throne judgment and the, and the, and the book of life. Okay. And so what's so cool is when you read in revelation, in the beginning, John begins to explain to us and tell us how, what, mm -hmm. if we overcome our names, we'll have a crown. We'll have a, a name written that we don't know, um, that no man can name. We'll have white garments. We've, we've studied this, these deep dives. And our names will not be blotted out from the book of life. Okay. When to him who overcomes. So these are Christians who overcome Christians who overcome. Okay. Your name will not be blotted out from the book of life. And then when, when we're looking at these different scriptures on, on hell, uh, second Thessalonians, I can never say Thessalonians, uh, they will be punished with everlasting destruction everlasting destruction and do what shut out from the presence of the Lord. Uh, Matthew 13 50. Uh, they will throw them into a blazing fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is not just some sort of ethereal place where you're just separated from God weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now I know for you guys, I just want to insert this. Some of these are following you're struggling um, to go, well, but this is basic Christianity. This is Christianity 101. Of course, there's a hell. Of course you go and there's eternal punishment. What we're trying to tell you is that there are, again, once again, there's pitfall. When we're going down this kingdom message that we've spent 28 weeks doing now, 29, yeah. you can find yourself on a path where there are all these potholes that you can get tripped up in. And one of them is that there is no hell that there is no eternal punishment or eternal damnation. And it is important as you guys go with us down this journey to be armed and prepared with these scriptures that prove what we're saying so that you don't get led astray. Exactly. I mean, let's look at, let's look at Jude. Jude is a really cool little, it's a little letter. Can, can I say something? Real yeah, quick? go ahead. Please jump in. So this is actually 
of supreme importance. Even though it seems simple and silly, look, what happens is you may go out and preach this kingdom message. We're kings now, back to Eden. I see you guys, amen, right? And then other people are like, you're saying the rapture's a lie? And they've been churched their, all, their whole life into the rapture. You prove to them the rapture's a lie, and they're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. They go telling everyone, and someone goes, yeah, hell's also a lie. Did you know yeah. that? And so those people, they go from the polar extreme of churched up, you know, and they say, well, if that's a lie, I wonder yeah. if this is. And then they slip in with weird translations and, and different, you know, method, whatever method they can get to get you off your kingdom throne yes. mountain, if you will, off of your position of authority. And, and get you confused and contending for your faith because they go to the like i said this uh -huh. hyper grace we are the righteousness of god there's nothing that you need to do and they it's like the i generation of we reign as kings and priests and i've seen people get this to where they um they feel like they're they somehow are righteous no you're the righteousness of god and jude says i felt compelled to uh, to write you and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to god's holy people for certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into a license for immorality and they deny Jesus Christ as our only sovereign and Lord. Though you already know all of this, I want to remind you that the Lord at one time delivered his people out of Egypt but later destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their positions of authority, but abandoned their proper dwelling, these he has kept in darkness, bound with everlasting chains for judgment on the great day. So people who have this message and say, well, the great day's over. Well, that's where they get down this, this path. And in a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. They serve as an example of those who suffer the punishment of eternal fire and in the very same way on the strength of their dreams these ungodly people pollute their own bodies reject authority and heap abuse on celestial beings um and woe to them they have taken the way of cain they have rushed mm -hmm. for profit into balaam's error uh they exactly. have been destroyed in korah's rebellion these people are blemishes on your love feast eating with you without the slightest qualm shepherds who only feed themselves clouds without rain um and it talks about that um, he's saying you aren't these times. And he says in these last times, there will be scoffers who follow after their own ungodly desires. These are people who will divide you who follow mere natural instincts, but do not have the spirit, but you dear friends, building up yourselves in your most holy faith. Um, he's saying, um, hating even the clothing stain, uh, by corrupted flesh. This is what John was referring to. These are letters written to people who were being incredibly persecuted right before this, this, this upside down turning of God is only talking through his, the Jewish people. And now he has poured it out onto everyone and there's a shaking and there's a shifting. And it, he says, I'm going to destroy the heavens and the earth. This, this temple, the fact that you need to go to the temple to meet God. This is the shaking. He says in these last days, these things are happening. These scoffers, this is this, this time period. That's what he's writing to. And people who get this. Okay, the preterist people who get this, they fall. Some of, some of them fall into the deep end. And they say, 
all of that's over. We're all done. Now we're just grace. Yeah, it's like just because you realize the judgment, Matthew 24 happened, you're so excited. It doesn't mean everything happened. Because look, let me explain something real quick. The old covenant came in to show people what righteousness is. Ooh. All right. The law came in to show people what righteousness is. And if they could attain it, they would then get the blessing Abraham got. They couldn't do it. Jesus came in to make us the righteousness of God so that, Galatians 3.13, so that we would receive the promise and blessing of Abraham. All right. So that hasn't been fulfilled. And most people don't even know what the promise of Abraham is. Most pastors don't even know it. When Galatians 3, 13 and 14 says he died on a cross or a, he was hung on a tree, it says, so that the blessing and promise given to Abraham will come to the Gentiles by faith. <clears throat> and so what people don't realize is, okay, yeah, Matthew 25 happened. Matthew 24 happened. Awesome. And I always ask the full preterists who say everything's happened. When did the promise of Abraham happen? Because the promise of Abraham is that his descendants would possess the highest positions of power in all the earth mm -hmm. and all nations would be blessed and we would multiply like the stars in the sky. We would possess all nations, all the earth, the children of Abraham, those. And I could go on a whole teach and you guys know I, I teach on that, but that never hasn't happened yeah we're barely taking hold of cities okay <laughs> so i mean we're improving we're learning but we, we got to take over the world like it's so simple you have to literally get someone to confuse you yeah um one time feel um are uh give give me a little bit more about what you are saying are you saying that we um this is a comment Leah. comment uh saying uh See, one time feel for 150 years, we, oh, that's mom. We've been um, brainwashed. She says, they're preaching a mixture of works and faith, not rightly discerning the covenants. They are failing to acknowledge that Jesus became a curse for us at the cross so that we could be and would be righteous. Um, we're actually bringing people back from the hyper grace part where Jude is saying, okay, listen, guys, this is what Jude said. Okay. He said, a lot of people, it says, they are ungodly people who pervert the grace of God into a license for immorality and deny that Jesus Christ, our only sovereign Lord. Okay. And then he goes on to say, Jude says this, remember at one time, God delivered everybody from Egypt, but then he destroyed people and the angels he has set up and they rebelled and then he destroyed those and in, in Sodom and Gomorrah. They gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion, and they serve an example for those who will suffer punishment by eternal fire. In the very same way, on the strength of their dreams, these ungodly people that are in your group pollute their own bodies. They reject authority, and they heap abuse on celestial beings. Okay, so when we're, when we're talking about righteousness being uh, by, by Christ, being, being, being the righteousness of God by Christ Jesus. Corey, jump in here if you feel, if you feel like, cause I got a ton of scriptures on holiness and righteousness and, and becoming holy and becoming righteous and living that out and not taking this grace that Jesus, yes, he, the only way we get into heaven is by knowing him. It says, should we therefore continue in sin? Surely not. Because that, if we do, we crucify him anew. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad you pulled this up and read Jude. Let me say something on that because here's the deal. 
It says, likewise, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities, which in the same ma manner as they indulge in sexual immorality and pursued unnatural lust, serve as an example. Okay? What have we been saying? Like, God is not okay with sexual immorality and unnatural lust, but what do these people do? They sneak in to give you a hyper-grace message mm -hmm. to condemn you to hell, yeah. all right? Because they condemn themselves to hell. Yeah. And Paul, he said they sneak in right. for profit. They're clouds without rain. That's mm -hmm. a night. Guys, they still do this. And he warned them. And he's like, I know I've told you this already. I'm telling you again. I'm telling you again. I, and he even said another place, I know when I leave, they're going to come in. Right? And that's the thing is people don't realize, just like in the patriot movement, they don't realize they're infiltrators or how to detect them. In the body of Christ, they don't realize that these people come in. They sneak in like clouds. Yeah. without rain they talk a bunch of nonsense that sounds real good to your ear but yeah. nothing in the spirit right. um and so if you just look at john if you got anything on that but i'll I, i'll answer your question about righteousness for me yeah go ahead <clears throat> so one john chapter three and you know that he is righteous. You may be sure this is actually John 1 John 2, 28 we'll start at. It says, and now little children abide in him so that when he is revealed, we may have confidence and not be put to shame. So abide in him so you don't yeah. be put to shame yeah. before him at his coming. And if you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who does right yeah. has been born of him right all right so everyone yeah i mean are you whole... born again this is like the whole tree he says can a good tree bring forth both evil fruit and good fruit and so you're you are you i do question certain people's salvation when they're constantly bringing forth all kinds of bad fruit We're, have you been renewed are Correct. you a new creature have you died and become a new creature and this person in the chat and i'm really glad that you're here and i hope you stick around is confusing what we're saying they're saying you say that people would attempt to obey the law in order to attain the blessing that abraham had but how Correct. did abraham That's a nitpicking thing right there you're right receive that Sorry, blessing not by the law but by faith we just said Abraham received his it by righteousness faith. was by faith. Nobody here is saying that you are saved by works. What we're saying is if I come upon, you know, we, we're all big gardeners, right? If I come upon a tree and all I see are the leaves, that tree is, is the kind of tree that it is without, without me knowing the tree that it is. But how, it's not like the tree becomes the tree that it is because it's bare. It's, it's not a lemon tree because it bears lemons, but it is proof to me that it is a lemon tree because it has lemons. Right. Right. It doesn't, the, 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 it's not like I am a lemon tree because I have lemons. No, you're a lemon tree, but now we all know it because we see your fruit. That's what we're talking about, about being a Christian. You either are a Christian or you are not a Christian, but we will know whether you are or not by the fruit that you bear. And I was just yeah. quoting Jesus. Jesus said, uh, Jesus mm -hmm. said, when you've done the, he, he, Jesus at the judgment, he said, I will have these people on my right and these people on my left. If you clothed people, if you fed them, if you if you gave them water, 
I will say you are righteous come into the kingdom. If you didn't clothe people, if you didn't feed people, why is that? Well, Jesus was giving an example of he people passed. who would have the love of God. And yeah. I think that this person in the chat might be conflating the law with sin. Okay? The law, you people were brought into the knowledge of sin, right? Because of the, this the law, law is okay. The, but I just, sin is sin. Well, is hey, hold sin. on, hold on. Let me let me point something out. We gotta realize in discernment also when people come in and say, Now you're saying this, they try to put words in your mouth. Just we don't need to engage that because I, I mean I get pointed out, but he's trying to get us back on the path of the law. You saying we have to do no, the law is done. It was destroyed in 78. We haven't period. mentioned anything in the law. The law is let's ex, let's just no, kind I of put see what he's trying to do about law. He or she is trying to say, I said that if I said that they were trying to do the full law to get the blessing of Abraham. And he's trying to put words in my mouth, which uh, is not what I yeah, so but guys, sin then this is on topic for tonight's show. Mm -hmm. Because this idea that because the law is fulfilled, that there is no more sin, essentially, because this because sin is associated like doing the right thing is not a law. Okay. Jesus said, let's sum it all up into two things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. That's the whole of the law. The Ten Commandments haven't gone anywhere. And the nature and core, you said this in a personal message to us today, and I wanted to hit on this on the nature of God and knowing who he is. We have the Old Testament because it shows us the nature of God and who he is. And the reason why I wanted to bring that up, even though it applies to this right now, is talking about this this idea that all have been brought into salvation because all sinned denies yeah. the very nature of God. And, and when Jesus comes, he says, ask and keep on asking, knock and keep on knocking. God wants us to come to him and accept him and ask. God is not a um somebody that, that thrusts himself on mankind we don't go to being mindless drones where everyone is forced into okay. salvation just just one time feel we aren't discussing the law there's not we're not discussing the law we're discussing no. sin sin is apart from law remember sin entered into the world the law wasn't until how many thousands of years later with moses been long time what was it? You guys, somebody somebody be smart and put in... I think it was 430... Or from Moses. No, I don't know. How many from, years? From Adam, from, from to, Adam Moses. to Moses. So um, God actually destroyed the entire earth, not because people were breaking the law. But there because, was no law when Noah they was sinned. around, there man. Was, there was no law under Abraham, but Abraham needed to be righteous. You know, think about Job. That Job wasn't under the law. Right. But Job was sacrificing for his kids that, because they were in sin. Yeah. So sin is a universal thing. It's called the laws of nature and nature's God. It's the sin nature. It's the nature of Satan is what it is. It came with Adam. Like the yeah, law what? was designed as basically guardrails so that people would stay on the path. And Moses giving the um, Moses giving the law. Those laws, you guys. How many how many Jewish laws are there? Um, you had to if if you had if you if an, if a man ejaculated at night in the tent, he had to go sit outside for seven days. Y'all doing that? No, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that woman menstruating and you can't go near her for seven days. We're not talking about um, if you touch an unclean thing, you have to go. Uh, if you touch a dead person, you have poor poor people who do um, uh, uh, who morticians. Morticians. The they way. could never be around anyone ever. They're just living a life alone because if you touch a dead thing, 
you have to go seven days and be by yourself and be cleansed. Turns. Okay, that's what the, this is a good Samaritan. So we're not talking about the law. So just for a second, put that aside. We're not talking about righteousness at all being by the law. But what we're talking about is that um, if, if you are um, a baseball player and you're playing for the Reds and you, you never swing a bat, you never pick up a glove, you don't even know what a ball is, how are you on? The, you're not on the team. Okay. A team you're plays, not a baseball you're player. You're not a baseball player. If you don't, you're not on the team. You can say, I'm a Reds player as much as you want, but you're not there. You're not on the team. You're on the team when you play the, on the team. You wear the uniform, you play, you hit the ball, you, you do the things, right? You do what a Christian would do. And that's what Jesus was saying. It's very simple. Love people. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not, it, this, it's, it's so simple. It's stupid simple. Just love people. Okay, so let's get back on track here, and um, and and back to even tonight's topic. Corey, you're going. You're in First John three. Yeah, keep going. Yep. All right, I got something right here. So yeah, forget about the law, guys. Um, just how they sneak in, they still sneak in. Okay, and this is the the part two. Remember, I said I rebuked the people that sneaked in, and then everyone's like, "Oh, that was so mean." Because you got to discern what people are doing. Why is this guy doing this at this time, right? When we were talking about people sneaking in, just saying, can you guys discern it or is it just coincidence? All right. And bless you in the name of Jesus. All right. Check it out. 1 John 3, 6. No one who abides in him sins. Mm -hmm. No one who sins has either seen him or known him. Mm -hmm which I could do a whole deep study on that. We're spirits, okay? We are spirits in a body. We're not a body with a spirit, okay? Andrew Womack will break that one down for you. Follow him for that. Um, and then it says, little children, let no one deceive you. Mm. Everyone who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. Everyone who commits sin is a child of the devil, some versions say practices sin. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. There you go, Leah. From the beginning. Yeah. All right. It doesn't the say son, the devil didn't keep the law. It's okay. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. The son of God was revealed for this purpose. To destroy the, the works of the devil. So right. what are we doing here tonight? Come is on. we're destroying the works of the devil. Like... Yeah. He's laying these pitfalls to keep you from the simplicity yeah. that the devils have already been judged. Right. We already have been given authority. Right. Practice doing what's right. And guess what happens? His righteousness begins to work through you. His Holy Spirit begins to work through you and fill you to the brim with righteousness to overflowing. Amen. That's why Jesus <clears throat> said to the Pharisees, remember they were worried about washing hands. And he said, you know, you're worried about the outside of the cup. Inside, you're full of wickedness and greed and all these things. He said, give gifts to the poor and your insides will be clean. That's a strange answer or a strange statement, right? Give gifts to the poor and your insides will be clean. Well, if you pair it with what is said in John here, it's because when you practice righteousness, his righteousness begins to do a work in you mm -hmm. and through you. Yeah. And conform you, transform you into from glory to glory into a sanctified yeah. creation. And yes, look, I 
people will nitpick about all this stuff. These hyper studied people that don't do what the word says. Yeah. That's what they do. They nitpick and they'll say, oh, well, you're saying we're in a sanctification process. Just stay out of those debates, guys, because here's the deal. We're bringing heaven on earth. All right. Heaven on earth. People always say, Corey, how come you've been successful all this time? You've never gone off. I say, because I keep it simple. God, Jesus said, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Anywhere is not like heaven. We got a job to do. I don't care about your definitions and all this stuff. If your main thing is not heaven on earth, catch up. Hmm. Yeah. And don't be deceived. It says right here, there are people born of the devil and people of God. Don't be deceived. Don't let anyone deceive you. And then I don't know if you wanted to continue, but it says no one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They no, cannot go good. on sinning because they have been born of God. This is how we know the children of God, who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does, who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone mm -hmm. who does not love their brother and sister. And then he goes on to say, um, and I'm going to hit a point. I'm going to, I'm going to circle back on that. Hold on. Hold that thought. For this is the message you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And how did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Um, do not be surprised that the world hates you. And we know we have passed from death into life because we love one another. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates his brother and sister is a murderer, for we know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in this person? So it's so amazing of what John is doing here, Corey, is he's giving people an example to let them know. It's not yeah. that you need to help people financially who are in trouble and then you're saved he's giving you an example to how you know if the love of god is in you it's called this is your heart soft well and let's explain something about this verse and this is again to, uh, right on topic with tonight and one of these pitfalls leah just read that whole verse and went or that whole passage and when read in context you understand that when you are in christ you don't sin. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people take that verse as to say, well, if you're in Christ, uh, no matter what you it. do, you're not sinning. Bingo. That's what I was going to circle back to. And that's the difference. We are not, that's not what that verse is saying. This verse is saying, the opposite. if you sin, you aren't in Christ. It's not saying if you're in Christ, you, you're, you're automatically sinless. don't sin no matter what you do. Exactly. And, and so. Because yeah, is sin more powerful than righteousness? Can you it bring sin into Christ? No, exactly. You know yeah. So it's, you're putting yourself apart from him. But real real quick, um, the, the thing is, guys, this is like everyone has a mouth. Everyone can talk, right? Mm -hmm. But not everyone can walk the walk. Mm. So that's why Jesus says, judge a tree by its fruit. Mm. Not by how they talk, not their tone. Mm -hmm. None of that stuff, right? Like I, my tone is strong and a lot of people take me wrong but if you look at my life then you see fruit differently than maybe how you perceive my like we got to judge trees correctly basically yeah and and watch out for those who come in and say are you saying this did you yeah. know this like they'd come around i run two churches and i tell them get those people out it's not a new thing and so mm -hmm. we got to realize that 
there are people out there literally i don't know if they're just mad at god i don't know if they're possessed and really believe what they're saying but we have to have discernment because they once we here i'm gonna share this real fast i was i had the kingdom message i had this group going on i saw them sneaking in i called them out and people thought i was being too mean whatever so i'm driving with god in this i'm on a bus in the mountains i look over at this big old mountain and uh God, and I, I always think of the kingdom as a mountain, right? Because he says it's like a mountain that grows and covers the whole earth, which it's doing right now. And I saw this mountain and God says, Corey, many will climb the mountain, but very few will stay on top with wow. the simplicity of the message. Yeah. They need to scavenge for other knowledge and other secret stuff. Yeah. And they get lured away by those people who say things. One came into our church the other day and they're like, does your pastor really, did you know that we're not really supposed to have church on Sunday? Oh, it's actually this day. I said, get that person out. And I, I reported it to everyone. Guys, we're, we don't do this stuff. Anyone talking bad about the pastor, get them out. Right. Like we don't do that. And yeah. people are too soft. And, and that's the problem is people are soft on these people because they're not sure they're so sneaky. You got to get discernment, get sure. And then deal with it paul was sure he dealt with it jesus was sure he dealt with it david he was sure that philistine was gonna drop like yeah we have to get sure with god of what needs to be done because look if we had it figured out of how to deal with these people or how to deal with these doctrines they wouldn't keep showing up and tricking people we yeah. got to try new things right so i want to go to um uh, chapter five here because it goes with what you're saying um everyone who believes that jesus christ is that believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and everyone who loves the father um, loves his child as well. This is how we know. Wait a minute. I, it's He goes on and he's building something. Okay. So first of all, you say that Jesus Christ is Lord. I get it. But this is how you know that you are, you actually love him. Mm -hmm. This is how you know it. When we love the children of God and by loving God and by carrying out his commands, it's kind of like, it's like your insurance policy that you know that you are of him. In fact, this is the love of God to keep his commands and his commands are not burdensome for everyone born of God overcomes the world. And so a lot of people be like, they go on two different sides because there's a big giant push right now to keep um, like a, a lot of the, like the Sabbath day on Saturday. And there's a lot of works and don't eat pork and a lot of that. There's a lot of push there. Okay, I've seen that. And then at the same time, there's a lot of this hyper grace over here where I know Jesus and I don't and I'm, I, I am I am now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So that when Christ God sees me, no matter what I do, uh, he just sees Jesus um, basically saying that we don't have free will, that we can't make mistakes. And he says, in fact, this is the love of God to keep his commands and his commands are not burdensome for everyone born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. And who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one that believes in Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to get to something really interesting because he says uh, later on, um, uh, he says, I'm going to get to whoever does not have, here, I'm just going to keep reading. This is the one who overcame by water and the blood, Jesus Christ. I want to get to the part where he says um, they they lie in control of the wicked one. Okay. Verse 18. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. And the one who was born of God keeps them safe and the evil one cannot harm them. Okay. You've overcome 
devil can't harm you. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. So the universalist would say, we're all under God. We're all, we're all, it's just our ego. We're just, when we make mistakes, it's just ourselves. But there is a true delineation where if you are in Christ, the devil can't touch you and you are, you have overcome this world. And the gospel, which is actually what we should be excited about preaching, is going to tell people who are in control of the evil one. He who sins is a slave to sin. And the good news of the gospel is Jesus came to set you free. I, you, you're addicted to porn. You're angry. You're violent. You're all these things. You're a slave to the world. You're a slave to the, to the devil. I have some keys here. Can, I, can we pray? Can, I, can we unlock this? Do you want to have Jesus in your life so that this doesn't have to control you? So that you can overcome it? And the more we spread that, Corey, the more we take that to people and, and, and set all these captives free from this control of the evil one so that the, the 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 full the, the people who see everything is fulfilled say the devil doesn't have any more control the sin doesn't have any more control well guess what um just go outside and you can see that people are controlled by something that's not themselves well, paul himself says guys i run my race you know in such a fervor essentially that lest i get to the end and i don't get the crown but the right? devil still like, exists. And that's kind of like the next thing. Like the devil still exists and the world is under control of sin and the devil. The world, the, and I mean the world, and by the world, what he means is the rest of the world, the people in the world, the worldly people. Okay. That's the, and, and I feel like this is, this is Christianity 101, but it feels like we have to start over again. We, okay. Yeah, you have to, because once people get this, you know, they sneak in and try to, confused paul talked about it constantly he preached it over and over to every church almost about watch out for these deceptive doctrines it, he said even if i come back preaching another gospel let me be oh, cursed does. right like or an angel so you know yeah he says i mean this whole chapter is like a true dichotomy you are either of god or you are of the devil correct and so, and, our, oh, but you must be a separationist. You're a separationist. You must, you must have eaten of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, as our buddy over here reminded me. They use that one also. Oh, really? We're, we're, yeah, they say, guys, listen up. That's how we, we use this. So um, they say that, that when they ate of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, we're reconciled back to the garden. We should have no knowledge of evil. That's that see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Mm. So you can't judge any evil, even though we, we are judges in the earth, of the earth with God. So the devil doesn't want us to understand that we are, I mean, I've never said this word before, but we are co-judges with God. And I can prove mm. it. Actually, I did it in a video today. But we are co-judges with God. God is judging and we are his instruments of enforcing that judgment. But he actually trusts us as kings. Do kings judge? Yeah. He says, do you not know that you will judge the world? But that's how they try to act like there's no devil too. Is they'll call you a separationist. Or they'll say, oh, you're still eating of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. You're judging that as evil when all things are of God. So it's a weird stuff but i want to put that out they do that as well mm, that's that's so i know you girls probably never even heard this stuff a lot of it that i'm saying that that I they no yeah. it's it, but i know that it's a pitfall and i've seen people go down that um 
And so uh, Matthew 16, 19, behold, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That is the form of judging, right? Yeah. Matthew 16, 19. Um, Psalm 149, remember we read that one? Yeah. Yeah. But it's all right. We don't need to do that one right okay, now. Okay, so we've got, there is a hell, right? I think we've kind of gotten to that. What about demons? It says, you know, are they, Revelation is kind of confusing. Are they all locked up? Um, are there, don't, don't we cast, uh, how do we cast out demons? Obviously, they're, obviously, to me, there are demons. But to some people, when they get to this position, they say that the devil and demons have, have, have truly been completely dethroned. They have no power. If they're, if they're not in the lake of fire already, then you, you'll never encounter a demon. You'll never have to cast one out like that's it's all over all you're dealing with is just um people's flesh people's flesh and kind of this quasi form of or ego evil like evil is still in the world but evil is um i don't know Corey. how do they describe murder or because it is obviously evil because i've heard people say well leah there still is evil but it doesn't mean that there's demons well, yeah, they just say their souls in darkness. They're lacking light. That's it. They they justify it that way, because they believe everyone is already reconciled back to God, mm-hmm. and so they just say there's darkness in them. They need an, a, a spiritual awakening, and then they say the light will flood them. And that's they don't like the word born again. They try to say it's not in the Bible because. Everyone's got to awaken at their own time. I mean, they say all that stuff. So Hitler, this is the example everyone uses. It's the easiest one we have. So so Hitler was the um, maniac that he was because he was not enlightened to Christ. But then once he dies and he is enlightened or awakened to who Christ is, well, then, of course, he's going to be remorseful of his actions on earth and enter into the kingdom of God. Am I right? That's what they're saying. Oh, I'm sorry. Say that last part. So they're saying that someone like Hitler, once he dies, he then becomes enlightened and, and is then forgiven or whatever and enters into the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone goes to heaven. They, he would be purified. And if you get him on it, they would say, well, You know, if there was a purification process that he would go through to get into heaven. But where's that in the Bible? It's not. They have to put the Bible down. Uh, They they use the Bible. That's what I'm saying. They use the Bible and twist it to groups of people that listen. And what happens is they come into these, right when a kingdom movement starts happening, they'll pop their head in with, like, you just, that's the discernment thing. That's why we're teaching on that next. I'm hoping to get surgeon on that one with me because he's seen it too throughout the years of how people sneak in. We've talked about it. And, you know, it's just like when I first started preaching that we're kings of the earth to a group, this little lady stands up. She goes, what about the rapture? And I'm like, and everybody stopped talking. Like the enemy just, if, if you don't know how demons operate, they try to secretly divert attention because most people don't not identify that's when you need to listen all the more that's what you need to focus on all the more when but people got to discern this stuff so 
But what about they go around in groups and they and they have house groups and they they just see who can talk the most spiritual and really do nothing but confuse people. What about the people and we have seen this personally who land on these stances just from their own study of scripture? Well, then you just go. I mean, like what stance, for example? Like all that we're talking about here, right? There is like no this. hell. There are no demons. Like they, okay, somebody, so somebody, they land there by themselves, maybe from reading from some other people, but just by and large, it just from the outside, it looks like they've landed on this well, just from studying scripture on their own. Yeah, that would be really hard to land on by yourself. But if it did happen, I would take him to the Greek and, you know, read the story of Lazarus. Jesus said it's better to tear your eye out, you know, than to, how do you say it? Than to spend eternity in, in hell. hell. Yeah, basically. In hell, right? Yeah. So it's like tearing your eye out better than the punishment. Um, and the story of Lazarus and the rich man, like he was in a literal fire and take him to the Greek. And it actually means fire, and it means eternal, and it means place of torment, torture. Um, yeah, so take it to the Greek and show them that. Then show them the demons that shouted out and said, did you come to torment us before our time? Um, like, well, the legion of demons, you know, just if they're open. But the thing is, not everyone wants to hear. They want to only hear themselves. So do they only that's where you got to discern also that you're not trying to teach someone that doesn't want to be taught anything because they'll just argue with you. You see, so if they want to hear, break out your concordance. Mm. So I'm going to give you a few scriptures. Colossians 1.13. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and has conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. So there is a power of darkness. And we do know that, that that Satan is the prince of darkness. Okay? I just have to insert this one thing. And this is where, again, guys, this is a pitfall. And this is a really big one. And, and this is where you cannot debate these people. And I have had talks with people like this. Because that's from Colossians. Any scripture that you want to use in the New Testament. Once a lot of these people land where they land. And they say, but all of those scriptures that you're giving me are from before AD 70 when the actual judgment happened and the devil was thrown into the lake of fire and all the demons were thrown into the lake of fire and everything happened. It never says all the demons were thrown in the lake of fire. But what I'm saying is they say that, right? Yeah. And then they land on this. So every scripture that we try to, to give them, they're like, yeah, but that only applies to pre AD 70. And at that point, guys, you have to walk away because we're not talking about the same religion. No, you're right. Do you understand what I'm saying? If they're going to yeah. throw out New Testament scriptures, and I've had people do this to me, but that doesn't apply because that was pre AD 70, it's like, all right, so then we can't debate any longer because you're talking about a different gospel. Yeah, it's just are people teachable or not? You can, you can discern that right away. So uh, Ephesians 2 2 says, As for you, yep. you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live. Um, when you follow the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom yeah. of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Yeah. Um, what Michelle is saying in that, uh, when you follow this to its conclusion, people will say, well, we know that the rulers of this world have been cast out. So Satan is not the, um, he is, he's not the, uh, 
which would has it say it um the the ruler of the kingdom of the air the spirit who now is at work so he's not the ruler of the kingdom of the air you have to understand something when jesus took the authority from the devil he took authority from it in as much as you choose to be in his kingdom okay and so as we manifest the kingdom of god the devil's power he has and i talk about this all the time he took all everything in the world and he wrote it and there's new deeds and they're waiting for the kingdom of god for the children of god to take possession of those you deeds go. you gotta show up i got the deed this is my land get off you poacher go to the lake of fire that's what but if you don't do that the poacher's just gonna sit there just fine and dandy over your city ruling and reigning because you haven't gone in and kicked it out so there is a ruler of the kingdom of darkness and he is still satan is still satan and he's still the head okay of that realm but he doesn't have any power over you if you're a believer mm -hmm. and that is what we have to understand and acknowledge that we wrestle not with flesh and blood anymore. We're not dealing with Nancy Pelosi. We're not dealing with Joe Biden. We're not dealing with Klaus Schwab. We're dealing with the rulers and principalities that they have made a pact to. You see, yes. of which we have all power and authority over, by it, the way. It looks, these people are really dumb. Nancy Pelosi is as dumb as all get out. She is really stupid. I, and I don't mean that as a put down. She's just dumb. Look at AOC. She just dumb. Okay. And the Joe, demons are ancient, old, like yes. they're smart. That's why they, and they work pick too. like these Klaus dumb isn't people. Smart either. Exactly. They pick these dumb people who will be their shells, okay? And they make them do things that they could never think to do on their own because you have these demonic forces, these principalities who can see in the spirit the air. What do you mean by the air? It's the spirit realm. Okay, this earthly spirit realm. You see, the angels live out of heaven, the new Jerusalem. This, mm -hmm. The devils are constrained to the air, to this place. That's what so, it means. So right check forward. this out. The demons are so scared of us figuring this stuff out. Okay, <laughs> because here's my, people say, well, the judgment that was back then, what's happening now? We don't know. Oh my gosh. Well, here's what I suspect, guys. I suspect God thought we would have figured this out by now <laughs> and kicked them the rest of the way off. And right. Paul said, we're at war against principalities and powers of wickedness in the high places. Like, put on your armor. Let's go. I, I'm convinced that God thought we were going to do that and actually take over the nations and believe the promise of Abraham mm -hmm. and believe that these things are little cockroaches under our feet and we kick them to the lake of fire. Mm -hmm. See, Guys, the time of torment is now for the demons. God doesn't want the people to go there. He wants the demons to go there because look at what they do. That's yes. why it's not an evil God. It's a loving God, right? And so that's how you deal with them. But he, we, he expects us. That's what Jesus says. In my name, believers will cast out demons. Where do we cast them out to? Jesus said in John 12, 31, now is the time for judgment on this world. Yeah. Now the prince of this world shall be driven out yeah. of the world, guys. Okay, so we drive them into the lake of fire. We command them. The devil does not want you to know what I'm saying right now. I, I promise. bind and gag you, Satan. I send you to the lake of fire. I command you to go to the lake of fire. Your time of torment is now. I'm going to say that real quick. In the name of Jesus, every demon that hears my voice, come on, I command you, come out of these people. Come out of these families, come out of these cities, 
and go to the lake of fire. Your place of torment, your time of torment is now. Yes. In Jesus name. So I want to, I want to go over this one more time for people to understand. Ephesians 2. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sin in which you used to live. And when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air just means he's stuck here. The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. You understand that spirit, that evil spirit is at work in um, the Build Back Better, in the uh, CBDCs, in that. That's a spirit at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived. We were once with them before we knew Christ, okay? Lived with them. And, and if you knew Jesus since you were a kid, then I don't really know if you were with them very long, if at all. Gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires, following its desires and, and, and thoughts. This is something that our friend Stacy's come up with. She goes, it feels like sin is something that comes on us. Bingo. Because you're not following yourself. You are literally a slave to this thing. Following its desires and thoughts. You're following this demonic thoughts. like Which I is the nature. That, that's the nature. Yes, you're following that. You're not even doing this of your own free will. You're in sin. You're not even, it's not even free will. Okay. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. By nature deserving of wrath. Okay. Once we had the knowledge of, de uh, of good and evil, we were deserving of that wrath too. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in the trans transgressions, as by grace you have been saved. Guys, grace we have been saved. Okay. Let's get over that. Uh, and God raised us up from Christ with Christ and seated us with him. He is seated in heavenly places. Devil's place here. He is seated. We're here. What are we doing, Corey? We are invading yes. heaven into earth. Okay. We're seated in order that in the ages to come, and this is a prophetic word. Come on. He might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us by Jesus Christ. So he was pro prophetically seeing the church advance. Okay. And he says, for it is by grace you've been saved through faith, not of yourself. It is a, it is a gift of God, not by works, lest any man can boast. And now we are reconciled. We are out of that world. Okay. You are no longer foreigners or strangers, but your fellow citizens with God and the members of his household. Who does that mean? That means that. They're all in heaven, okay? Built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, okay? And in him, you are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So where we go as a church, we are manifesting the kingdom of God and we are invading these high places. And as Corey always says, we're putting them on notice, but the demons are still there. They're not going anywhere. And so, yes, just, you are still fighting let's, the devil. Let's hang on this a second, just for you guys to understand how this works. We are being built, okay? Mm -hmm. The building is joined together and rises. That's a continual yep. thing. He's the chief to become a holy temple in the yeah. Lord. In him, you too are being built together mm -hmm. to become right. a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. This is a continual thing that mm -hmm. happens. Yeah. Jesus is very clear. Let me tell you what the kingdom of God is like. It's like a little leaven, you know, it, it, and go. it's like a little seed and it grows into a big tree. Like Jesus did a very good job of explaining, uh, explaining to us that the kingdom of God was something that started here. Okay. Yeah. And it grows and we're yeah. in that growing process. And like Corey said, 
God, you know, maybe God thought we would have figured this out by now, but we had a little stunt in our growth called modern end times theory that crept in about 100, 150 years ago that caused yeah. the church to become um, castrated for a second. Like we're just and so impotent. Impotent. That's the word I was looking for. Impotent. Right. That word gives me bad, bad thought, bad <laughs> imaginations. <laughs> impotent. But, yes. that, but it's true. No what are you when you're impotent? You cannot produce fruit. Right. And so that's where we the church has been fruitless. Um, I wouldn't say fruit less. We've had very, very little fruit over the past 150 years because of this buying into the modern end times theory. So now fruitless means less fruit. You, you did it right. So, so now we're we're back to, it's it's build back better, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so we are so back. a few more scriptures on the devil, like being real. I, and I don't feel like some of you need this, but I just letting you know that he's that he exists. Okay. John eight forty four. You are of your father, the devil. <laughs> He's talking to the Pharisees. And your will is to do your father's desires. I'm telling you, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, these people, quote me, they are of their father, the devil. Okay? Their will is to do the devil's desires. And uh, he was a murderer from the beginning. I didn't put George Bush in there, but you guys can... You can quote me on that. Okay. And does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. And when he lies, he speaks out of his own character for he is a liar and the father of lies. Okay. You are the father devil. This is an interesting one. Uh, in first Corinthians seven, five, he's talking to married couples. He says, do not deprive each other of sexual relations un unless you agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time. So that Satan won't be able to tempt you because of lack of self-control. That means Satan is still going around tempting people. Okay. I just want you to know that it's still there. That's a, the, the word there. Other names for Satan include the shining one or Lucifer. Isaiah 14, 12. How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground? You who weakened the nations, the evil one. First John 5, 19. We talk about this. If anyone sees his brother committing a sin... Not leading to death. This is a whole topic for another show. But there oh, are yeah. <laughs> sins that lead to death. Okay? Because that morality. Why would he not? Why would he say, oh. if you see your brother committing a sin, not leading to death? He shall ask, and God will give him life. To hold those on, hold who on. commit sins. That's why, that's why the... That do not lead to death. He said, don't pray. Like, basically, don't pray for the ones that lead to death. Remember, everyone was like, Corey, pray for... America and I kept trying and God's like, nope, don't pray for that uh, and about the sexual morality. Remember, and right. you guys have been talking about that. Sorry, oh, that's yeah. probably another show, but we've been trying to stand in the way, praying for people sinning with a sin that leads to death. Yeah, that that they made that choice. So I don't know what those all are. I mean, what Paul we talked can about flesh sexual that morality. Out one time. Yeah, I think I mean, we should, but there is a, it says there is a sin that leads to death. I do not say that you should pray for that. Yeah. All wrongdoing is sin, but there is a sin that, and, and there is sin that doesn't lead to death. We know that everyone that is born of God does not keep on sinning, but he that is born of God protects him. So this is very interesting because first John is saying to people, I know it's confusing. I know it feels like whiplash. He says, if you love God and you know him, you don't sin. But he also says, if you see your brother sinning, pray for him. And so if your brother is your okay. brother, then your brother's still your brother, which means he's still a so Christian. So what, what John is saying is that, you know, if, you, if your family name has a good name, you know, um, the son, 
the greys don't act like that. You know, that's what he's saying. And if you see your son acting like the greys don't act, then you pull him aside and say, son, the greys don't act like that. Okay? So that's what John is saying is that if you're a Christian, you don't sin. And if you see somebody sinning, pull them out of it. Okay? Go, come on. We don't act like that. Right? And, and there is forgiveness and there is grace. And so I, we're not, this is not a, uh, a show, obviously. Hopefully this is obvious. It may not be. Some of you may be under um, a lot of condemnation. This is not a show for condemnation and sin. This is a show to, to show the pitfalls of the hyper kingdom message that people can go and say, well, there's no more sin. There's no more devil. There's no more judgment. And so it, it'll feel like, oh, Leah, you're just saying that everything is just hard and the devil's everywhere. Why is this whole show about the devil and sin? Okay. Well, we could, because we've done like a bunch of shows where it, the kingdom is manifest and we're great and we're the righteousness of God. And everybody wants to run with that because that feels good. But here's the deal. And this is, I, and I, I, um, I want to get back to Corey on this, but this is, this is how we sum up. You guys have been here for 28 episodes and we just, we have shown you how, Again, to use that word impotent, how the modern end times theory has kept the church impotent because they're not advancing the kingdom of God because they're just waiting for Jesus to come and hoover us out of here. Well, they're living okay. in sin. Okay. <laughs> but then the hyper grace message also leaves the church impotent because there's no reason to advance the kingdom of God because it's already done. Both of them do not advance the kingdom of God. Both of them leave the church without any purpose. Okay. Yeah. And so that is, that's where we're, we're kind of like, Hey guys, it's really simple. It's basic. It's the gospel. Don't get let off on, uh, on one or the other stay on that highway of holiness first, and we'll be okay. First, that's first this, uh, three, five, uh, for when we were with you, we kept telling you beforehand that we were going to suffer affliction just as it has come to pass. And just as you know, for this reason, I couldn't bear it any longer. I sent to learn about your faith. I wanted to know how you guys were doing for fear that somehow, I want to know how you guys are doing. The tempter had tempted you and our labor would be in vain. You want to talk about that, Corey? So I, I, I want you guys to know that just like, I want to go off what Michelle said real quick. Just how the enemy came in with the rapture dispensationalism. All right, that was to get what the founding fathers basically had ingrained in America Bingo. out of there. They had to get, they had to mess with the Bible. That was the only way. And the Schofield Bible is a Bible that's messed with, okay? So it's not the word of God. They could only stop us. He, the devil could not harm us. It says we've been translated. Jesus said the devil's nothing shall hurt you. So what does he do? He tries to sneak in and get you off course or get you unsure about something, mm. all right? So this whole universalism, there's many different flavors, guys. You just got to keep in your mind that Jesus prayed, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The will of the Father, like the word will doesn't have as much meaning today, okay, as it should. A will that a father writes for their family Okay, Jesus knew this will. You have to know the will of the Father, not just the works of God, not just the miracles. You need to know his will, mm. okay? You need to know his ways, 
We learn his ways throughout the Bible, but his will is the ways of heaven be done on earth. So until this earth looks like heaven and God's people in charge, and we're planting fruit trees everywhere, the book of Enoch tells you a nice picture of what it looks like where there's fruit trees everywhere and righteous men with gardens and thousands of kids and you know it's like living thousands of years heaven is coming to this earth and um if you keep that focus you'll you'll do good um but you have to also recognize just like the the rapture end times teachings you have to realize these people sneak in guys yep. i know we want to be peace and love to everybody okay jesus was not peace and love to everybody Paul was not peace and love to everybody. He called out by name those who were creeping in. And today we're so fluffy and hyper grace that you'll sit around and listen to someone trying to tell you that the devil is an ego. The devil is just darkness of mind. It's not a real spirit. Because guess what? If you're all hyper grace as you say it, or universalist, you can't cast out demons. Okay. You won't even try. Yeah. So wouldn't that be a perfect teaching for a devil to bring in? Teach them that I don't exist so they don't remove me from the high places. You Chris, see what I'm saying? It's, it's a powerless gospel. Chris has a good uh, comment here. Uh, thank you, Corey, PG, Leah, Michelle, for helping me to learn the kingdom message. I am new to this truth and want to be aware of the lies of the enemy so that I can be an effective servant of the Lord Jesus. You know, um, I would also say um, that... A lot of these pitfalls aren't just to people who take the kingdom message too far. A lot of these That's are the saying. same pitfalls that the, the premillennialists fall into. Um, I know a lot, most of the Baptists believe in once saved, always saved. That there is nothing that you could ever do to to blot your name out of the, of, of the, the, the book of life. And I think we've read a lot of scriptures that just show that's not true. Um, that there is a highway of holiness and we got to stay on that. So, Corey, I want to pass this uh, question on from Tony, which, uh, Tony, we got your message um, today. Actually, can I, I, I don't know, maybe Tony's going to let me read this out loud. Speak now or forever hold your peace, because we got this really good comment from, from Tony today. And so I want to read her question in a second, but um, she says, Hi, ladies, I've been following you since the East Palestine chemical spill. I was very upset, and God led me to your live that very day. I live, I'm not going to tell you where she lives. Um, I prayed with you both that day and I went to the river and threw my salt in from that day on my life has transformed. My daughter and I started our own business. I'm not going to list that, you know, don't want to dox anybody. I went from working full time at a hospital and, um, she was miserable there. She didn't agree with everything that she was seeing there and people were transitioning and being medicated. And, um, she says, I wanted to thank you both from the bottom of my heart for leading me on this path. I feel closer to God than ever. I'm praying one day I can be completely self-sufficient and able to homeschool my son. You both are a true inspiration. I look forward to your lives and your videos. You remind me to get in the word and let him guide my steps. Thank you so very much. That was just sent, um, yesterday. And I, and so since you just sent it, I'm very thankful that you sent that. So thank you for that. But, That's um, awesome praise god what a testimony that's and in the name of jesus you're going to get your land and you're going to homeschool your son in jesus in name jesus we name. agree with you uh so tony says Amen. are the demons being unbound now this is a genuine question you want to answer unbound no the the angels okay again i have to keep teaching this the the apostles knew this jesus knew this like you are of your father the devil there were fallen watchers is what they were angels the bible says 
They fell from their position. They came to earth, were tempted by women. It talks about it before the flood, right? And they lusted after the women and sexual, sexually sinned. They bred with the women of the earth. And giants were born. The reason why people don't understand this is because they don't read the book of Enoch. Um, I'm sorry people think I'm weird when I quote the book of Enoch, but it's it explains it. It's quoted in the Bible, by the way. Just it's for quoted in the Bible. That's what I'm saying. So if you don't like me talking about the book of Enoch, just rip Jude out, right? Um, so it, and, and I was possessed by demons for four years. I had about 40 to 50 demons. I was in and out of jail more times than I'm going to tell you, but I was in prison with these things. I saw these things. I heard them for four years. All right. So I know how they talk. I can feel when they're trying something. That's why it's like, dude, you're a low level deal. You came too late, but here's the deal. <laughs> these Demons are the offspring, the Nephilim, the giants, okay? They, the watchers had children with the women, and giants were born, okay? A judgment took place. Enoch was taken off the earth to become a scribe of God. God had Enoch write the judgment against these angels that they would be bound in pits until that final judgment moved into the fire. They weren't put back on the earth. They went from the darkness into the fire. There's no... Hey, let's have a recess on earth, okay? People don't understand the book of Revelation. They have one scripture, and they're like, oh, but it doesn't say that anywhere else, guys. So you got to, everywhere else it says it's an eternal kingdom. It grows forever. The devil's power is taken. So the, the angels, the fallen angels, were killed by the angels of the Lord, but their offspring were sentenced to kill each other. And they became the wandering spirits of the earth. Those are the demons that we're dealing with. So they're half-breed spirits, if you will. And we're supposed to command them to lay far. But they're not being unbound, is the... No, we're actually supposed to bind we're them into lake fire. Them. That's our so, job. Yeah, it's our job. Jesus came, right? And the Spirit said, did you... Remember they said, we know you are the Son of God. Did you come to torment us before our time? Mm-hmm. They knew there was a time of torment written out. It was a judgment written out. And they knew it was not their time yet. And people say, well, maybe it's still not their time. Well, when Jesus, all authority was given to him, okay, there's other prophecies that begin to be activated, which is his kingdom is consumed until the end by the increase of the government of God. When Jesus sent the Holy Ghost... Okay, the government came to us and we are to bind them and command them to the lake of fire. There's no other thing to wait on for mm -hmm. us to send them to their place of torment. At that time, it was before the time. He didn't conquer everything yet. He didn't go to the cross to send to the right hand of God. The scroll be opened, a new song saying that didn't happen yet. Yeah. But it did now. And so he sent them into the pigs. Yeah. Right. And that's why I tell people, y'all want to do miracles and go out i cast this devil out then it's just going to go to the next place you command it into the lake of fire and i've been teaching that for so many years the devils hate it they hate when i say this because it's true so i want to go on a, a few more of these scriptures to let you guys uh, know kind of where we're at i got i have like i made like this whole big list uh second corinthians or yeah second corinthians 4 4 talking about the god of this world 
Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, do not lose heart. But we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ, who is the, uh, who is the image of God. And so there's, there, there's this uh, kind of desire to see sometimes that Jesus is king of kings and lord of lords and he, and he's just his kingdom is everywhere and the devil has no kingdom and he's not he doesn't have anything going on anywhere anymore that's not the case this this talks about the the god of this world blinding the minds of unbelievers the difference is this before Jesus you couldn't get anybody free before no. Jesus you couldn't be free before Jesus, there was only one earthly kingdom. And it was just the, the devil. When the devil tempted Jesus, he had the authority. He said, I have all these, I have all these cities. I have all these kingdoms. Look what I've got. Okay. He had some power and authority. And so Jesus came and took away his power and authority. And I'm going to keep saying this. So you guys understand this. There are two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of darkness Mm -hmm. And there's the kingdom of Christ and the kingdom of God su suffers violence and the violent take it by force. And we are at war, but we always win. Yeah. We are in a battle that is already won. It's hard to fathom that the devil has no power and control over you. And, and as we begin to take authority, then the devil can't even operate in the people around you. That's why we are removing these principalities and power, powers in high places so they can't work through Nancy Pelosi, so they can't mm -hmm. work through Klaus Schwab, so they can't work, okay? So then, so then as, the, as, the, as the people of God manifest mm -hmm. and create good laws, then we have laws set up so that those who do wicked are punished, yep. okay? And, that, and sure. that's kind of the simple answer to a lot of this. That's exactly it. Once the righteous get in charge, we become these instruments of God's judgment. Look at Naib Bukele. What did he do? He went in, arrested all of MS-13, exactly. smashed their graves down, smashed the graves down with El all Salvador. their carved, Im carved image, which mm -hmm. is prophecy of Micah 5, that you'll be like a lion amongst the people. Like he went in, didn't wait on anybody, build the prison. Rah, you can watch him walk and yeah. he's got his fist clenched half the time. But let me let me do something here, Leah. Check this out. Second Corinthians. Can I? Well, I can't share my screen. But I can make it so you can screen share. Hang on one second. Okay. Second Corinthians four, four. What you just read. Yeah. Because that is quoted wrong. That's a mistranslation. Mm -hmm. God of this world. Again, remember where they translated world wrong before? Age. Is it age? Yep. It's is it age. Aeon? It's a, Well, it's a variation of that. It's uh, tell me when I can share it because I need to share this because this is a big debate that I've tried to squash. People like he's God of this age, like saying he's still the God of mm -hmm. the planet, right? right We've ahead, heard Corey. people say that. I think you should be able to share the screen now. All right, let me share. Boom, boom. All right, there we go. All right, so Second Corinthians, is it working? Yep. 
All right, two, four, four, right here. God of the age. Okay. But if you, hold on, let's do this. If you look right here, God of the age, God of this world. That's a big difference. Yeah, that is huge. Because to me, world means planet, right? Yeah. Age is a time period. So which yeah. one is it? Age, age, world. What's King yeah. James say? World, of course. So mm -hmm. if you, here's how you can study, guys. Look, BibleHub.com. Just click Greek, and then you can see it and do this yourself. And you can click the word. You can see everywhere it's used, too, right there. Glory, forever, um, a cycle of time. An age, a cycle of time, especially of yeah. the present age. Okay, the present um, age. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah, all right. So he's not God anymore. He's not right. even God. He, he was never like the God. He was, right. He, just, he was God a means ruler, ruler of the Mosaic age, the age before Christ. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. But he still is veiling the, the minds of people, yes. but they doesn't, he does not, has not the ability. So uh, Revelation 12 says, And war broke out in heaven. Michael and the angels fought with the dragon. The dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. This is a very interesting place uh, to, to talk about. Uh, so the great dragon was cast out, the, old, the serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast with him. Then I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God. The power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brother, remember Job, this is very interesting. The devil was able to go to heaven and talk to God to accuse Job and have a conversation with God. He can't do that anymore. He can't accuse you. He can't accuse you anymore, okay? Uh, Only through people on yeah. the planet. He yeah. accused them before our God day and night. That was the law. That when you're under the law, the devil will be like, do you see what they did there? Do you see what they did there? Do you see what they did there? And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives unto death. And that is where we are at right now. The devil had a place. He ruled in principalities and powers and um, Daniel shows this with uh, the four kingdoms, these four kingdoms. And uh, the four kingdoms were Babylon, the Medes and Persians, the Greeks, and then Rome. And then there would be a kingdom that would not end, that would be cut, that would be kind of, it would be cut out of a stone, a stone cut out of a, a mountain, a rock, and it would crush these four kingdoms. These four kingdoms were kingdoms of this world. And you could, and as Corey was saying, the God of this world. These, and God worked through these worldly kingdoms and these worldly kings to get his thing, get, get his plans. You mean the devil did? God did. Oh, okay. God worked yeah, yeah, through these kingdoms. Uh -huh. He had to work through 100%. the Babylonian yeah. Empire. He worked through, I mean, the whole book of Ezekiel is God working mm -hmm. through Babylon to punish Israel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but he doesn't need to do that anymore. We now get to rule. We, uh, we've now switched places. Boom. What, what, did, what did Adam do? He gave his place, his dominion to the devil. He gave it up. And now everybody who's not born of God is still under that. Under and it's still under. But when you when you accept Jesus and not, and you overcome, then you get restored. Restored to that place in Eden. So um with what time we have left, I want to make sure that we are flushing out 
to as much of a degree as we can. And for those of you that missed Corey's Kingdom Roundtable on Monday, that is required watching for for Revelation Red Pill um, cadets. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to watch that and, and it will lend itself to tonight's show. But Corey, is there anything that we're missing that we should be addressing when it comes to universalism, oneness, inclusionism, um, because you have literally a much wider experience with people in this than we do. Ask yourself right now, you want to be all in or not? That's what it comes down to, because the people I see that want to be all in don't fall into that trap. They may for a season, but they come out. Like the episode we did on Monday with Carlo, he said he fell into it. I was like, oh, I had no idea. He said, yeah, it was only two months. Yeah. Right? And he got out. And so, but if you don't want to go all the way in, all the way in means we're going to be dealing with principalities in high places. But guess what? I'll give you some good news. They're already judged. Yeah. Okay. They're all under our feet. There's not a higher, I'm breaking a new, new thing out. There's not a higher level, higher devil. Mm-hmm. Because our authority is above all of it in heaven, and he's all of the demons are under mm-hmm. us, okay? Yeah, in good. the spirit rank, okay? We just need to assume our positions, and it has to be a, a team effort. We're a body, all right? There's people that have known this, but it's like in the in manifested things to a degree, but you got to understand. That God is a God of justice, judgment, love, and, and we'll talk about that. I want to go more into that. But most Christians today, if a, a kingdom person got in charge, they would say that guy is not acting godly because of how they're punishing these criminals or doing they wouldn't understand what's going on. And uh so I just want to remind everyone that even though we're talking about, yeah, there's devils, yes, there's hell that you don't need to fear all authority has been given to jesus and he gave that to us we're, we're connected to him and john 16 11 says the prince of the let's actually read john 16 11. i have to throw that one in there it's one of my favorite scriptures i actually made a shirt uh with this scripture the devil's head getting smashed with a gavel and people that literally had demons huh I'm still here, I think. Hold on. <laughs> You're there. Are you guys there? Hold on. I can, we can see, see you. Happens. Can you see us? We can, I think your monitor just went, went out, Corey, because we can see you. We see you, Corey. We definitely see you. Can he, he hear, us? hear us? No, I need to message him. Oh, that's like, so funny. We can see you. Oh, my gosh, you can't see or hear us. Corey, don't pick your nose. We can see in. All right, I'm back. You guys there? We're here. We could see you and hear you the whole time. The whole time. It's funny. Hello? Yeah, we hear you. Can you hear us? All right, hold on. Let me fix my mic. Okay. Sorry, the the lights went off. (laughs) Oh, did you have a power surge? Well, at least you stayed on. Yeah, but I have a backup power. It went off too. It's pretty. Yeah, but you were. We we didn't lose you the whole time. We were listening to every word you said, and we could see you. Yeah, because like the screen clipped, and it didn't. I guess the surge protector didn't keep the screen on. Interesting. So look, that's the other thing I want to say. We got to maneuver these things, judo these things. Look, when some distraction happens, let me capitalize on this moment. 
All right, because you're like, oh, the devil, look, the devil did that. He's All right, look, when I was in prison and reading my Bible, I would read and I would be so into it. Then all of a sudden, I was in a level four prison. That means they open the doors and you get to walk around with each other. So they would come to my door, hey, Corey, wah, 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 all this noise. And I would say, wait, that's a distraction. Yeah. At first, I didn't catch it. But then I caught how the devil tried to distract me and I would go back and read that over and over and over again because I knew the devil didn't want me to get something. Mm. So when these people jump on and distract, and I don't even have it on anymore, I don't think it's still happening, but when people try to distract, you have to realize they don't want you to hear or know what you're about to read or mm. what God wants to say to you. They want to distract. So you got to be diligent and you got to discern that. So John 16, 11 says... Well, 8 to 11 says, and when he comes, talking about the Holy Spirit, he'll prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin because they do not believe in me. About righteousness because I'm going to the Father and you'll see me no longer. About judgment because the ruler of this world or the prince of this world has been condemned. Come on. Or judged. Truly judged. Amplified. So... Satan, you have to know that Satan's already judged, guys. You can't be afraid of a principality. What can they do? You can believe this thing so much to a, a degree that when a devil manifests, you laugh. Okay? Mm. You should laugh. Because, it, man, I had this one devil once. Uh, this guy was drinking next to me at this picnic table at, in front of a grocery store. I was getting some groceries. I sat for a minute to minister to him, a demon manifests. And I said, man, you know about Jesus? And a demon manifested and go, last time I saw Jesus, we hung him on a cross. Wow. That's what he said to me. And so I started laughing. I said, I command you to the lake of fire. Came out, dude got saved, healed. And, you know, so you got to be able to realize we are much greater than devils. Yeah. Amen. Hey, I want to jump in on the chat because I see you guys. Uh, Mike, I'm glad that you're on Rumble. Um, we are all going to be at different spots when it comes to a lot of the different um, things uh, like the thousand year reign or whatever in Revelation. Um, there, I, the, you know, have you ever heard the saying uh, major in the majors, but don't major in the minors? Um yeah. When it comes to things like a thousand year reign, you know, it's only one place in the entire Bible and it's in the, in the most confusing book in the entire Bible. So what we cannot ever do is create an entire theology around one scripture. When I was in Bible college, um, I had a professor who uh, had me do, had, had us kind of do something. And if you stand on one leg, somebody can just come and push you over. If you stand on two legs, it's harder to be pushed over. If you get on on uh, one, if you get on your knees and one hand on the ground, it's really hard to push over. If you've got two hands on the ground and two knees on the ground, people can't push you over. And so when it comes to a major theology, like let's say a thousand year reign or something like that, um, you need to have a lot of scriptures to make an entire theology about around it. And I do think that there is a reason why it's a little bit mysterious and why John had it, why John was the only one who said thousand year reign. Jesus never said it. Paul never said it. Um, the, the, uh, Peter never said it, never talked about it. And we are all right now so focused 
on something so minor that is not important and it's the devil trying to distract us from the 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 abundance of scriptures yep. i literally have a google doc of how many pages here of uh 11 pages of uh authority over the, the satan and how, yeah. how satan works and um i've got we've got all kinds of stuff on holiness and righteousness and the kingdom and um there's more scriptures on hell and the devil than there are on the thousand year reign yeah and so i understand well there's only one on the thousand year exactly. reign one. That's, that's what only i'm saying one. so that's and that's why i say i've heard the best people try to explain this yeah. and i'm convinced that no one on planet earth understands it or i would have heard it by now and because none of it sat with me all all i said no that's not it that's not it that's not it but i could tell you the next chapter says that then they will be the temple and we're already the temple and i can tell and you god the new will jerusalem dwell with them and the new jerusalem huh? is here the new jerusalem is here and i know we're and god part will of the dwell with man exactly and so emmanuel I, what does it say right there emmanuel it's already here so yeah what are we doing and so we're in this new jerusalem and we, here's the deal point blank we're ruling and we're reigning right now all oh, michelle but there are we still have tears yeah. you know and in, in, in that day there oh, will yeah, be sure. no more but tears in heaven <laughs> if you're living out of the new jerusalem you're not crying exactly. and you're not you're not and so what's so funny about this particular episode is that we've got new people coming in and we've and just so if you're if you're new and you're wanting to us to go back to these other principles and talking about the revelation red we're pill. in episode 29 people um yeah, we're we're yeah. actually on the other side where people take the kingdom fulfilled and the kingdom now message um and they take it way too far and i understand and they, and they take it to the to where they become like impotent um mm -hmm. so i had more scriptures i think you guys get it that the devil still ex exists and we still need to battle him um and we still mm -hmm. but we win but he's okay? been judged yeah, is, now, so, so this is where it comes down to. If you want to say anything in your oneness, universalism, whatever, where we may slightly yeah. agree, okay, we are back to the garden. Yeah. Where all power and authority that the devil has for you is, did God really say? Hebrews 2. That's, the, that's, a, that's how he gets us off track, Hebrews by two. the devil lying to us. But he still exists and he still sets traps for us. But it's all in trying to get us to question what we know and who we know and the authority that we have in christ that's the power that the devil has the simplicity still the liar he wants to question us off the simplicity yeah confuse us exactly. off the simplicity Inasmuch then as we are as as the children have partaken of flesh and blood he himself likewise shared in the same jesus that through death jesus might destroy him who had the power of death the death that is the devil and so this is really cool when you die, you don't die. And sin works death in your body. And it's the devil working death in your body. But when you're in Christ, you don't die. And he has no power to work death in you. So we speak life over you. We speak heaven, heaven's blessings over you. Okay? And that is, that's the... That's the that's the that's the message of these church fathers who are saying things like, um, I think I've got, is it Ephesians four? He says, "Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Do not give opportunity to the devil." Meaning, he can't come and get you. 
he can't take a, he can't do anything to you, but you can give him opportunity. And so the apostles like, you know, Paul are writing people to warn people here, are, here are the pitfalls in life. Okay. And what's the point as you continue on in these verses, Leah, of, of these verses, if we can't sin, where there's all this admin admonitions, uh, let no more corrupt talk come out of your mouth. Um, let the thief that steals steal no longer, rather let him labor in doing honest work with his hands. Do not you know, grieve the Holy Spirit of God. There's all these things that we're told not be, to do, but be if, kind, be tender hearting, be forgiven. Let what's all, the point? Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you. They're, they recognize that they weren't trying to be all super spiritual. Okay. They're giving us examples. What does it mean to be in Christ? What does it mean not to give place to the devil? Don't get angry. Don't get bitter. Don't fight each other. Don't get place the devil. Okay, these are these are these are little things, but they're also big things. He says, First Timothy three seven. Moreover, he must have a. He's talking about a bishop. Must have a good report of them in the world. So if his business, he's not. He can't be a cheater. Can't be a liar, lest he fall into reproach and a snare of the devil. Okay, so you don't want to be the 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 uh, the slimy car salesman over here and the bishop of a church or the devil's going to put you in a trap. Okay. These are, these are simple little things that, um, I, I, I feel that we need to, we need to understand that we can, we have all power over Satan. And I don't want you guys to think that the devil is everywhere. The point is that, um, Acts 26, 18, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them, which are sanctified by faith that is in me. That's the preaching of the gospel. We want to go and recognize, yes, evil is real, but we have overcome it and it is still real. Okay. It is still very, very real. And, and you've seen it. I mean, when you see the sex trafficking, when you see the perversion, all of that is a work of, of the devil. Is I a like this comment here from Samuel on Facebook. Worldly kingdom governments. Now we are under the government of God's kingdom. We must engage the worldly kingdom and win people to the real kingdom. The harvest is ripe. It's really good. Amen. All right, Corey Gray, what are your final thoughts? No, that was good. I just threw in a couple things to help people. Um, I created something called uh, the the freedom and dominion decree remember mm, that audio right. that's so good yeah you can play that in your house and it's basically me declaring the scriptures of freedom and dominion and then i also shared the drive uh so you can print out a copy and read it in your house mm -hmm. it's so powerful like if you're dealing with anything just just put that out there <laughs> the word of god is the sword what i'm adding that to the website right now i just grabbed your link all right I mean, the word of God is the sword of the spirit. So make sure to speak. I would just recommend speak the word out in your house. Mm. If you're just reading it to yourself, like, man, just shout it out. <laughs> you know, let your neighbors hear. Yeah. Turn on this. Pre I tell people I <clears throat> this decree made it all around. People were studying in churches and stuff because I'm proving that we have complete freedom. This 100 uh, percent freedom, guys. That's why people are still dealing with so much stuff because they only believe an 80% freedom gospel. Just believe all the way that you can be free all the way from evil and that it's not attacking you. We're attacking it. 
Yeah. All right. And so, yeah, that's what I got. So I'm going to give you guys some encouragement. I know we've been talking about one side uh, in Hebrews um, chapter 12. For you have not come to that which may be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and tempest and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further messages be spoken to them. It's talking about Moses and the children of Israel. For they could not endure the order that was given. Even a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. That's how we know Revelation 21 and 22 have come to pass. Because you're there in the new Jerusalem. And to innumerable angels in festal gathering, Revelation 21 and 22. And to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven. Oh, there's a judgment. People are in heaven. And to God, the judge of all. And to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. Again, there was a judgment. Everybody's in heaven, okay, who was loving God. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. And to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than Abel, but see that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now as he has promised, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that were shaken. We're talking about the, um, the temple and all these old things. Okay? And now we're at a, a kingdom that cannot be shaken we are made righteous we are made holy i want you guys to be excited i want you to move forward um in everything that god has for you um but i I want to end with a, a little tiny discussion on ezekiel 22 uh sam sent this to us about judgment and i and I think this is going to be a really good kind of round off thing because it's going to, it's going to launch us forward to where we're moving here with all of this. And, um, what was, the, what was, what was the scriptures that she said about, was it verse seven? No. Um, where was it that she said, Sam, are you in the chat? I don't That's remember. funny. Cause while before this was starting, I, I said, I know Leah is going to bring this to judgment at the end, right? Here, number, three. <laughs> number three, it says judgment. That's awesome. <laughs> No, so you, right, right on sync with what Holy Spirit's Ezekiel saying. Ezekiel 30 through 31. Okay. Um, so Ezekiel is all about, uh, Ezekiel wrote this book. He was, in, he was in the first wave of exiles in Babylon. And he was talking to everybody back in Jerusalem. There was, and he was saying, there's no hope for you. Jerusalem is going to be destroyed. And you're all going to become captives into Babylon. And there's a whole book on this. And uh, David Chilton has a really cool book called um, The Days of Vengeance. And he he shows how, um, and Michelle, you could probably just show them this. Um, I thought I brought it up here. If you could just show them these while it's up. Okay. How um, Ezekiel parallel or Revelation parallels Ezekiel to the T. So if you want to understand Revelation, you're not going to understand it until you read Ezekiel. Um, there's so much in um, that, that, that John refers to. So just to give a few examples, um, if you see in Revelation 4 and Ezekiel 1 talks about the throne and the vision, it's the same vision. Uh, both of them have a book in Revelation 5 and Ezekiel 2. 
Uh, there's four plagues, Revelation 6 and Ezekiel 5. There's actually the slain under the altar in both Ezekiel and Revelation. Um, there is a seal on the saint's forehead, Revelation 9, Ezekiel 9. I just wanted to give you guys, there's the great harlot in Revelation 17 and Ezekiel 16. There's even the Gog and Magog. So, uh, and the new Jerusalem. Okay. So I just went and the river of life. It's, it's, it's amazing when you understand you put these together and we'll do an episode on this. I'm sure. And Jeremiah the does that also. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So everything in, um, revelation is a, is pulling from these prophets. So I wanted to give you guys the context for these scriptures. So our friend Sam said, I was reading these. And what do you guys think about this standing in the gap? I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so that I would not destroy it. Well, we know he was still going to destroy it, uh, but I didn't find anyone. So I will pour out my wrath on them and consume them with my fiery anger, bringing down on their own heads all that they have done. So it's very interesting is that we know that the uh, captivity in Babylon is a type and shadow of the destruction that would happen in Jerusalem. So the question remains, is there any more judgment? Is there any more even standing in the gap? What does that look like? And um, the very the previous verse is this. I look for someone among them who would build up the wall. So when you actually look behind and, and you read the, the scriptures in ezekiel god is calling people out for all of their sins okay he says son of man will you judge her will you judge the city of bloodshed he's actually this is a scripture for then and for jerusalem in 8070 um will you confront her in all her detestable practices the city brings on herself doom by shedding blood in her midst defiles herself by making all idols you have become guilty because of the blood you have shed and you have become defiled by the idols you have made you have uh, brought your days to a close the end of your years has come therefore i will make you an object of scorn to the nations and a laughing stock to all of the to all of the other countries he says basically he goes you've desecrated um my sabbath you despise holy things you oppress the foreigner, you mistreat the fatherless and the widow, the single mom. Brides, you shed bribes, you shed He's blood. He's listing all of these horrible things. You, you you make a profit from the poor. You have unjust gains that you've made. You're, you're doing all these horrible things. And so some people think that we need to stand in the gap for, let's say, America or somebody in your family. And you need to, to stand in the gap because of this particular scripture. Um, Corey, I'm going to let you, before I go and off on my own little thing, um, what say you to the standing in the gap with, can, and also maybe bring in the Micah five you did earlier today. Oh, you want me to go there? So I would just say, you know, with each situation, always be praying for your nation that God would heal it, but do whatever it takes. <laughs> right. And, you know, what you got to realize is like we talked about, God is a jealous God. He is a judge. He judges evil. And so you girls have been talking about, you need to pray for God to judge righteously your nation and put a righteous leader in charge. And as we see in Micah 5, it's like as we move, God wants us to move in judgment and be in these places of power. He expects us to take power and judge evil 
you know. But yes, we pray, we pray and he's a father. He helps us. Um, but in regards to standing in the way of praying for those who God needs to judge, like people will say, yeah, pray for Hillary Clinton that she would have salvation. She already chose her path a long time ago, right? Like Paul gave people over to Satan to learn not to blaspheme. He didn't, you know, how long has Hillary been blaspheming? We need to pray God judge those who harm the children and harm the earth. Those are the two qualifiers I know for sure. If you harm the children and harm the earth, you qualify for hell. All right. So Michelle, is that a bold statement, Michelle? No, that's so good. Michelle had Michelle had a really right. good. No, Corey, you're on oh, fire. Yes, Corey says the stuff nobody wants to say, he but does. they believe it's true. I know inside. because you say it with such authority. <laughs> I have to say something 20 times before people get it. Um, Corey just says it and everybody's like, okay. Well, yeah. Hey, I get what you say all the time. Well, yeah, I'm trying yeah to it. but you say it with like a really good authority. Um, Michelle, you said something about um, going up into the fire and the presence of God. Essentially, when God, um, when we look at Moses, and he wanted to see God so bad. Can you blame him? I, you know, he's friends with God. He wants to see God. And God's like, you can't see me because you're going to die. Yeah. So I'll show you. So he does. He does his best. Okay, I'll show you my backside. Kind of hide your face so you can kind of see me, but kind of don't see me. Because when we come to this mountain, right, you will, you can, you can die. The very glory of God is so intense. It will kill a human, right? Like we, we cannot see God. Okay, it's interesting he can live inside of us, but we can't see him because our human flesh would literally die. Um, and uh, and so when we're when we're talking about God coming in judgment and and coming to us as people, God's gonna come to you. And when God comes to you, if you are gold and you are silver and you are tried by that fire of being confronted by God, right? Mm -hmm. You are either going to be burned up. Everything that's not of all of you is going to be burned up mm -hmm. or you are going to be refined. So, so if you're a believer and you come to God, you actually improve because yeah. all of the dross is being burned up out of you. But if you are a son of the devil, right? Like Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil, you come face to face with God then you get burned up. And so what happens is if we stand in the gap, for if we stand in front of people from getting to God, essentially, we are stopping the judgment and we're stopping our fellow man from being refined and being improved. And so what we as the church okay. want to do continuously is do this scripture and stand in the gap and kind of cover everybody. And it's stopping up either the judgment or the improvement yeah. of mankind. That's what God gave me when we were flushing this out. So yeah, I was going to say, who uh, got that word? Because that's I'm seeing that for sure. So, Corey, but you didn't go to Ma Micah 5. I will. Okay. Leah's got something. Go ahead, Leah. Well, just on what you were saying, Ezekiel 22 actually fleshes this out, Sam. Um, verse 17 says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, the people of Israel have become dross to me. What is dross? Anybody know? We're going to pop in, pipe in. I do. One? It's the stuff that floats around on top of the, the silver. And Corey makes his own silver. Or the so gold. Corey's seen it. So it's things that are impurities, right? Yep. 
So all uh, of them are the copper, the tin, the iron, and the lead left inside of the furnace. All of the stuff that you don't so that would want. be gold, talking in gold. Yeah, but they are but the dross of silver. This is what the Father, Sovereign okay, Lord sorry. says, because you have all become dross. I will gather you in Jerusalem as silver, copper, iron, lead, and tin are gathered into a furnace to be melted with a fiery blast. So will I gather you in my anger and my wrath and put you inside the city and I will melt you. And I will gather you and I will blow on you with my fiery wrath and you will be melted inside of her. As silver is melted in a furnace, so will you be melted inside of her and you will know that I and the Lord has poured my wrath upon you. And he says, you are in a land that has not been cleansed or rained on in the day of wrath. There is a conspiracy of your princes within her like a roaring lion tearing its prey. They devour people. They take treasures and precious things, and they make many widows within her. Their priests do violence by my law, and they profane my holy things. They do not distinguish between the holy and the common. They teach there is no difference between the clean and the unclean. You see, her officials within her are like wolves tearing their prey, and they shed blood and kill people to make unjust gain. Their prophets whitewash these deeds for them. By false visions and lying divinitions, they say, this is what the sovereign Lord says when the Lord hasn't spoken. The people of the land practice extortion and they commit robbery. They oppress the poor and the needy and they mistreat the foreigner and denying them justice. And as Michelle was talking, I literally was tearing up because everybody wants to have a God of love. But you can't have a father who is watching little babies be raped and videotaped. And you have a nation of people who are standing in front of that pedophile saying, God, don't judge us. And they're not standing between the pedophile and the child. And God is very, very angry. And if we are not very, very angry too, then who are we? Mm -hmm. And so when I say, God, bring your judgment, I picture myself standing right here. Mm -hmm. And I say, God, burn us all. And whatever is fire. left in me mm -hmm. that is of you, that's it, is all I want. I'm ready, right? Okay. If I, if anything, and guys, I got to tell you, when you say this, your God will, there are going to be things in your own life that are going to burn away and things that you didn't know that you were holding on to that are of this world. And so I see a fiery fire blast going across this nation. And that's what this kind of right, talk was so about. And, it, and I see, I feel it. I, I can literally feel the heat on me. And I say, Okay, God, you know what? This is so good. Do you know that God only chastised for your good mm -hmm. and for your benefit? And we have to understand that even in God's judgment on the wicked, it's even for their benefit too. Okay? Because if he stops them, <laughs> you know you can reap up even worse punishments. You know there's different levels of punishments in hell. If he stops you, you're going to have less punishment in hell. I'm telling you. Okay? I'm telling you, it would, it's a merciful God to stop you if you're going to keep heaping up trouble for yourself, for the, for, okay, for your own day of wrath, okay? And so we need to remove ourselves from a place of judgment. So many Christians think 
that our big, our dad is this mean, wrathful guy and we're the mom who steps in and is like, God, please don't hurt them. I know. I know they did some bad things. you think you're things. Moses, right? You think you're Moses telling God, hey, you know what? Don't wipe everybody out again. It's fine. I got this. You don't want to do this. Bless your hand. Be shortened. I think a lot of people think that they take that stance as so a Moses. Go ahead, Corey. So, well, I, well I, gotta, I was getting a word while Leah said this, and I just want to deliver this. This is a prophetic word as a result of what Leah was getting, because I was feeling the Holy Ghost there. And um, so the prophetic word to Leah's word, the companion, is this. It's not, Leah, that people are standing between God and the pedophile because they want to protect the pedophile. They're standing between God and the pedophile because they understand that when that judgment comes, the heat and the fire comes on everyone. And they don't think they have a lot of metal in them. You know, there used to, there used to be a, 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 a t test your metal. What are you made of? They don't feel like they have, like their metal is aluminum. You know what I mean? And their family. They're, and they're very, and very And they're afraid of the judgment their on their family. family. And that's why when I did that video a few weeks ago, as a result from the word that Corey got, stop porn or be destroyed. And God gave me this word that we have to pray for God's judgment. And a lot of people came back at me. Most people got the word and they received it and the video went semi-viral. But there were still some people that were like, no, 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 we should never pray for God's judgment. You don't want to pray for God's judgment because you're afraid of what that's going. It's because it touches everyone like the angel of death. The symbolism is like the angel of death that came um, in Egypt before the children of Israel left. You have to have the, the blood over your doorpost and your family needs to be in there with you. And a lot of people don't have the blood over their doorpost and they, they know that a lot of their family are still out there wandering the streets and they're afraid. But when you're trying to protect your family from God's judgment, you're stopping the protection of these children. So that was the word that I got. These people are, they, they're standing between God and the pedophile, not to protect the pedophile, yeah. but to protect, protect themselves. Yeah, that's the predicament God's been in for thousands of years is like, you know, I love these people. I wish they would stop. Yeah, exactly. I wish. And the, the thing that people need to understand, God is a jealous God. And what that looks like, that's why I said when God's people get in charge and they start being these instruments, it's going to not look like what you were taught in church. Read Psalm 149. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I just have a, a quick thing. I have a dog that everyone is afraid of. He, when he gets, when someone gets too close to me, he tries to jump and bite them in the face. He goes straight for the face very every all the people at my farm stay away from that dog and you need to stay away from him but he is the sweetest thing he, he lets me he's he's like 70 pounds but he lets me hold him like a baby he wants me to hold him like a baby and when i come in he lowers his head he loves me so much okay but he will bite your face off <laughs> because he loves me so much you understand it's, and people say, oh, you have a jealous dog. That's a bad thing. I'm like, well, I don't know if it is. I think I'm going to let him stay that way because, you know, he, he acts out of love rather than command, bite, don't bite, blah, blah, blah. Like I, I can just walk with him and he is operating by love. So you got to understand God uh, may bite some faces off, <laughs> but uh, his judgment is burn them with fire. Like that's. But it's why is deal. it 
but why is it? Because people are being abused. People are being yeah, conned. Uh, husbands are being killed. Children are being hurt. And so when we're asking for the judgment of God, we're, we're asking for what you all are asking for. You just don't know it. And when you start to understand what you're, what you really want, you, you, none of you either you're watching our show for a reason because you see the yeah. deep state and everything and all the evil and you want it to stop. Yep. I'm going to tell you, Klaus Schwab is probably not going to make Jesus Lord of his life. And I know a lot of you want... The... I'll take that a step further. I'll take it the Corey Gray stance. He's not going to. Okay. And so I know a lot of you just want God to just wipe out um, just the bad people that, that, you the think, that you think are really bad. And God just to leave the kind of okay people over to the side. But you see, when the fire burns, mm. it is all it consuming. It's yes, all it consuming. It has to come if heaven's coming. And we want it to come. Um, David said, refine me as silver is refined. Purify my heart. And we sing it. And we sing it in church. I sing it all the time. Purify my heart. But God, don't purify their heart. Well, why do you want God to purify your heart? It's a good thing. You want God to purify their hearts too. Yeah, but can't they live through it? I don't know. I don't know. That's, That's not for me to judge. That's for God to judge. But you want everybody to come face to face with God. That's it right there. Because guess what? Let me, uh, let me assure you of something. God's judgment is not going to wipe somebody out who would in the future come to him. Because God is not constrained by time. He knows your end from your beginning. And he's not going to send somebody prematurely to hell. And I think that's a word for all of you. Whether it's your children or your spouse. God is, God, God, if, if the devil takes him out or God takes him out, it's, they, it's not like they wouldn't have had a chance to come to know him later. Like they just weren't going to. And that is well, the, yeah, a paradox. It's, it's just like if you gave a cup of water to the least of these or like God's tests are not some, they can be, but he knows the heart through the little actions, just like That's with it. our kids, we can tell how their day is going, how, what they're up to by their little things or what you need to teach them by little things. So like, here's the deal. If you really, really want to dodge this judgment and wrath, get all the way away from sexual perversion. Just stop it. Right that now. was the main That's thing the main throughout thing. the Bible, starting with the flood, Sodom and Gomorrah, mm -hmm. Ezekiel, Jeremiah. It was sexual sin. Yeah. Okay. Ah. And then, the other one I said qualifies you for hell is destroying the earth because that's what the devil did. And the people waiting on him to arrive were those who destroyed the earth. Yeah. And so start working to make the world a better place. That's why I'm always saying, are you working to make the world a better place? Stop doing this and start doing this. You sidestep this and then grab a friend to help you Come on. pick up trash. And that's how you're going to help in a massive way. Yeah. You know, um, I want to encourage you guys that God loves you and that his judgment is, is not for you if you know him and you love him. Okay. And so, and I would, I would add the caveat to that. Yes. His judgment is for you, 
But what are we talking about when we say judging, right? A judge yeah. can judge whether something is really, really great. Okay? You're just judging. You're judging right. whether someone is innocent or you're judging whether someone is guilty. Yes, God's judging is for you. What are you? You will be judged. You are judged, right? And so that's that's something that we have to keep in mind. But God's punishment, mm -hmm. and when we refer to God's judgment as a thing that is coming, right? That's uh, that's what you're saying. That is not for you. Yeah. If you're in Him, that part, that destruction, is not for you. So, Corey, do you have anything else? No, that's powerful. I'll read what what you want me to read real quick. You, yeah. Micah 5, 7 through 9. All right. And I know this is a segue into where you're going to be going probably with the judgment. And it, the thing I brought earlier this morning was it's twofold. We're instruments of God's judgment and God is the righteous judge. Mm -hmm. He moves as we move. We move as he moves. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we see him moving. We move. He sees us moving in the right way. We, he moves. Okay. So That's check good. it out. Wow. That was a good one. Um, <laughs> then the, <laughs> I got goosebumps all over. Then the remnant. Okay. Micah 5, 7. Then the remnant of Jacob. Read all of 4 and 5, guys. Homework. Micah 4 and 5. Then the remnant of Jacob, surrounded by many peoples, shall be like dew from the Lord, like showers on the grass, which do not depend on people or wait for any mortal and among the nations the remnant of Jacob surrounded by many peoples shall be like a lion among the animals of the forest like a lion among the flocks of sheep which when it goes through treads down and tears in pieces with no one to deliver your hand shall be lifted up over your adversaries and all your enemies shall be cut off mm -hmm. mm. Expound on it. Okay, let me expound it with this. Go back to 4.11. Now many nations are assembled. For me to expound, I have to read the, all of five, and that's a whole other teaching. But read four and five and just realize it's twofold judgment. God wants us to rise up and literally bind the evil ones yeah. up. And look at Naib Bukele, El Salvador. He arrested MS-13, destroyed their tombstones, put them in prison, chains they cha in the day they're chained to a table a workstation they build school supplies they have to become productive members to the nation and pay back for their crimes so he's literally doing things out of love and hatred towards evil he's being an instrument and you need to pray for him he is a foothold that god is showing us as an example what's okay to do <laughs> right he's got a seven layer maximum security prison built the biggest prison in Central America, and he loves Jesus, all right? Now, listen, 4.11, now many nations are assembled against you, saying, let her be profaned, and let our eyes gaze upon Zion. But they do not know the thoughts of the Lord. They do not understand his plan, that he has gathered them as sheaves to the threshing floor. Arise and thresh, O daughter Zion, for I will make your horn iron and your hooves bronze. You shall beat in pieces many peoples and shall devote their gain to the Lord, 
their wealth to the Lord of the whole earth. Come on. I was talking about us, guys. Yeah. We are the instruments. That's the thing that Corey was saying. Like, we do these things. Right. And how do we do it? Well, as far as judgment goes, Ananias and Sapphira lied to Peter. They died. Did Peter kill him? No. No. But did the so, righteousness of Peter <laughs> kill him? Can I add just one quick thing so that thought gets correctly in people? Because I don't want to leave people unbalanced. Can I do one more real fast? 100%. Okay. It's Psalm 149. I keep saying that. Hopefully I was saying the right one. Yeah. Psalm 149. Okay. Because look, this is, if we're talking about this and people are getting this, that means we're in store for some very good stuff, guys. I've been trying to get people to this place for many years. And the fact that you guys are like hearing this and even asking about this, I'm pretty excited because it's fallen on deaf ears for eight years since I first read it probably and asked about it. Nobody would answer me. Read Psalm 149 with Micah 4 and 5. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel be glad in its maker and the children of Zion. Who's that? That's us. us. Children of Zion, born from above. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing, making melody to him with tambourine and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He adorns the humble with victory. Let the faithful exult in glory. Let them sing for joy on their couches. Let the high praises of God be in their throats and two-edged swords in their hands to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters and their nobles with chains of iron to execute on them the judgment decreed. This is the glory Come on. for all his faithful ones. Praise the Lord. Can you imagine that, guys? Imagine that with us. God's children rising up and doing that. That's the glory. We lock up these evil ones. It's us. The world is waiting on us. We're the only ones that can do it. We can't depend on this agency, that group, this group. It's only the people. What does it say right here? The glory of his faithful ones. His kingdom citizens, his children who gave his gave their whole lives. We we have to come together and keep the main thing the main thing and not stand and block God's judgment, partner with it. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's don't so block good. God's judgment, partner with it. You know, the um scripture references there to that that verse about the two-edged sword go to the ones that we, they were literally in my amplified Bible. They go to the ones that we know very, very well. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It's is the Amplified. Mm -hmm. uh, it is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, soul, and the immortal spirit, and of joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sitting, sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. And then Revelation, that was Hebrews um, 4.12, and then Revelation 1.16. In his right hand, he held seven stars, and from his mouth there came forth a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the shine, sun shining in full power at midday. So essentially, what Corey's reading there in Psalm is that we have the same sword. Mm. Yes. That's the sword. 
we are the instruments of his judgment. Like we're waiting on God to do everything when he like if I would were to expound more on on Malachi five, you see that he says, you will do this. Your hand will be lifted up. I will do this. And he would bring about the destruction of their evil systems as we lifted our hand up against our adversaries and gained victory. So, yeah, that this is so awesome that we're actually getting to this conversation because all we've been doing is talking about the plan. Now it's how to implement it. Come and you can't, now you can have faith to actually see what God wants done. Yeah. Justice, judgment. It, 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 I mean, interchangeable in this situation. That's exactly, it is totally. Leah, what, do you have anything speaking, left? Well, speaking of justice and judgment, and um, I was just checking comments uh, via uh, the Rumble app and things like that. Um, we still have the Hyper Grace guy in the chat. So he's still watching. So that's Grace. Uh, great. And I'm sure that you will, I'm sure the Holy Spirit will speak to you while you're sleeping. Um, and you'll have some dreams and visions of what hell might look like. Um, and that you don't want to go there. But I would say, watch, if you can, watch our show where we did on the seven churches. Um, That's in the Revelation Red Pill list. I, because when there's you, two shows. We did one with um, Matt Thayer. Okay, so watch the two with Jason. We did two with Jason. Yeah. We went through the seven. So when you, when you read about the seven churches, this goes along with the judgment and the justice. Um, the seven churches were looking for God's justice and his judgment. And he said, basically, before I, I go and judge those who are persecuting you, you guys got to get things right. Um, and you know, he says, be careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity for the days are evil. Um, he says, therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to one another in Psalms and hymns and songs from the spirit, sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks. So be encouraged. You guys give thanks. Uh, that was Romans, um, I believe, was that Romans chapter six? I don't know where I, oh, it's Ephesians five. I was reading from Ephesians five. There are a lot of things for us to be doing right now. And not one of them is not to be excusing sin. Because if you are fighting right now in excusing sin, you are not fighting the one who's holding people captive to sin. Come on and God is bringing judgment. And if you're fighting those of us and trying to argue with those of us who are trying to free kids who are being sex trafficked, who are trying to stop the Alfred Kinsey of this world, who are trying to stop the Claude Schwabs, who are trying to explain to Christians that, they are, that, that, that they're um, compromising with the world has led it to where we're at right now. You're on the wrong side. You're on the wrong side. Okay. We operate through God's grace and grace alone, through faith alone, but we show it through our actions, okay? And, and God will judge your heart. God's going to judge, and he is going to judge, and we need to pray for God's judgment. So if we're going to end this episode, which has been amazingly great, then I think we should end in prayer. Yeah, I'll And it. thank you, for Corey, for coming on. I know it's been a long show. Uh, I hope we hit on a lot of stuff for you guys. This is, I think this is going to be something. Hey, guys. You learned stuff today that you didn't know you needed. Mm. Okay. You are going to come back to this episode that we talked about. And you're going to need this. You're going to need to know everything that we spoke about. Because we went to places 
you got this was the meat of the word. It was really good. This was not this was not for your average Christian. This was not the milk of the word. This was meat and hard to digest. Mm. These we went. Do you guys understand the hard places that we went tonight? Did we and 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 God dealt with them pretty easily, better than actually I think I, I could have expected. And if you guys went with us, then kudos to you. These are the, the Paul talks about the hard things, the deep yeah, things this, of God. This is, these these are, are the deep things of God, the judgment of God, demons and angels. And somebody said a message: Are you saying there's still demons and angels? And yes, I am saying that there are still demons and angels, but you they you, you have all power and authority over them. Okay. Yeah. One last thing I forgot. This was very very early on in the show when Corey you said something that was so powerful, blew my mind. Um, that what happens is people go, "Oh my gosh, I've been lied to about the rapture." Then someone comes by and says, yeah, and did you know that hell isn't real either? And then you, like, question everything. Here's, let me, let me give you something to plant yourself in. Okay, first of all, a lot of times you don't know what you don't know. But hell and the concept of hell has been around for always. Okay, like, it essentially, right? For, for as long as we can, you know, monitor. The rapture theory tied with a seven-year tribulation oh okay has yeah. not always been around yeah. you've just been taught that it has yeah okay and so the difference is one was an add-in that we're chucking out mm -hmm. and the other is a hey you were always here so yeah. these are the foundational things don't allow yourself to be shaken on something that is foundational okay do your own research yeah, if somebody addresses you something this is a good comment yeah, well, if somebody addresses something like hell and you wonder, well, maybe just do some research and very quickly you will find that hell is a concept that has been from the beginning and the rapture has not. Okay. It's based on a very, very shaky scripture that doesn't even fit in. Okay. In Thessalonians. Uh, this is exactly what my men's community is all about. The fire influenced man becoming strong and resilient men in the midst of the forge. Oh, that's a good comment. Awesome. From American Patriots for Jesus. Cut Excellent out all product. the lies of the enemy in our lives. Lord Jesus, we need your justice. Amen. We lift up the word with faith in our lives. I love it. You guys are uh, hitting it in the chat tonight. And thanks um, to the moderators and Patriot Gallery and all that. Um, very good. All right, let's pray. Dearly Father, I thank you for uh, allowing us to unpack all of this tonight. I thank you that everybody that came to tune in is going to be blessed that they are going to have clarity of mind and spirit and they will not be taken off of the path of righteousness and fall into these pitfalls. I think that you're going to protect them and you will show them how to advance the kingdom of God in their community, in their families, in their states, and in their nations. Um, I thank you for our brother, Corey Gray, coming on the show. I thank you that he's such a light and an example for how it's done, that he is uncompromising in all that you have shown him and that he is not, he is literally, like Leah said, he's got, he's got, he's on the, on the ground. He's got all four there. He cannot be moved and he cannot be shaken. And I thank you for that. Um, I thank you that he's a part of the Revelation Red Pill. I thank you for the Kingdom Roundtable. I pray that that continues to be blessed. And I lift up um, anybody that's caught up in universalism, oneness, um, 
and, and inclusionism, all of these things, Father God, these are lies from the devil and it is easy to be swept away by things that sound good. So I just pray for those that, like Corey said, they have a fervor, they want to get at it. Those people that are just off um, base that you bring them back and you show them the truth of your word, the truth of um, where, where we stand on the timeline of history. Lord God, you are the author and finisher of not just our salvation, but time. You created it. You invented it. And um, and we are on a timeline. And I thank you that we're in an era and an age where judgment is coming. And we are about to make a rapid leap and advancement in the kingdom of God to make up for the last 150 years of impotence. Um, and to get back on your timeline and back on track. And we just thank you for all these things. God, I just thank you for everybody listening and watching. I just pray that you pull this together and make it make it sense to them, make it make sense to their spirit. And pray they would not fall in any pitfalls to the right or the left, whether it's the raptor theory or going too far. Um, I pray for the um, the guy in the chat, Mikey. I pray that you show him what your grace is all no, about. No, Mike's not the guy in the chat. There, there's another guy. Yeah, that's Mike, our Mike that's been around for like ever. No, there's a guy who's arguing. Is his Mike. name Mikey? Yeah. He gave his name? Yeah, it's right there. Mike okay. somebody, or I thought that's what it was. No, 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 no. You're confusing two different Okay, people. whoever okay. was arguing in the chat. I just pray that you um, show him what it is that we're talking about tonight. And that you bless his heart. Bless his heart so he understands what it means to be radically saved. What it means to follow you with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. And what it means to, to seek after God. What it means to run after him with everything Lest, as Paul said, I run my race and I don't even obtain. I thank you, Father God, that we do make our calling and election sure tonight. And we ask you, Father God, we repent of any sins, known or unknown. Mm. Any lies in our minds, we ask you to deliver us from them. And I ask you, Father God, that this that we are, we are looking at a worldwide judgment, which is a very good thing. Yeah. Where you are refining your people, where you are setting the captives free, where you are opening blind eyes... People who have been um, abused, taken advantage of, they're going to be free, whether they're in China. I thank you for what you're doing in El Salvador. I thank you for what you're doing in Nicaragua. I thank you for what you're doing in Poland and Hungary. I thank you, Father in God, Canada. That, in Canada, that you are going to burn away everything that's not of you. Bring your justice. Bring your judgment. And I pray, Father God, for, for everybody to get ready and get their hearts ready and purify their hearts before you and allow you to wash them in the regeneration of your word tonight in Jesus' name. And I just want to say, like, God's ready already. He's waiting for us. Mm. He's ready to put his people in charge of nations. He's Come been on. trying, but his people haven't been strong enough. They haven't been like the lions that he needs us to be. And so I just want to finish with this word that Paul said. Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? Mm. And if you are to judge the world... Are you not competent to judge trivial cases? Do you not know that we will judge angels? Mm. How much more are the things of this life? So, guys, I know that's, a, that's a, one of those hard words. So ask yourself, how, ask God, you know, however you want to do it, to, to get close enough to him that you would be a competent judge. Oh, that's so because good. Because that's what he needs right now is those who understand his ways enough to represent him well enough mm. to be a judge of a nation. What is a king? A king is literally a judge of a nation. So he wants you to be a king, have inheritance, 
and help order his kingdom rightly on earth as it is in heaven. So, amen, Jesus' amen. name. Amen. Okay, so you guys can keep up with Corey Gray, not only on the Kingdom Roundtable every Monday, but on his Rumble channel, Kingdom Business Lifestyle, on his website, kingdombusinesslifestyle.com. You can get his book, Born Again as Kings, on Amazon. That is a must-read for everybody. It's absolutely phenomenal. Um, so, Corey, thank you for coming on the show tonight. It's been awesome. Awesome, guys. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. All right, big night, announcement. Guys. We will not be here next week, as in, if you're watching this in the future, it doesn't really matter. Um, but for those of you that are here right now on September 13th, 2023, we will not be doing Revelation Red Pill next week. We're going to be at Bards Fest. You can always join us. Just check out the website on that um, down in Kentucky. But we'll be doing some live streaming on um, Cloud Hub. Yep. And on our Rumble channel. And on our Rumble channel. Yeah, so she, check that out. Exactly. Okay, we love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. And we'll see you next time right here on Revelation Red Pill Wednesday. Bye, guys. God bless.